Man-made This noise. is it. We are here. Yet again. Aaron. Jason. Let's rub the sticks. Oh, we make fire. <laughs> this is how we can start every episode. I'm sorry. We didn't mean to make this. Um, We just come here. We do this every week, man. It's Saturday night again. again. We're here. We're glad right. to start this. That's we did. We want to make it weird for everybody, and so that we try to just do this as weird as we can. So we welcome. Um, we uh, introduced ourselves as gay people today. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were. We could have been Neanderthals. We could have been Australopithecus. We could have been um, Homoeoforensis. We could have been any one of the ancient subcultures of humanity. But we we're going <laughs> to let you decide which one we best represented. Anyways, we wanted to say thank you guys for keep on listening today. Um, we want to give a shout out to Norway. We got a brand new download. Someone else in Norway is listening today. Thank as you. far as we want to get Aust- Australia, Thailand, Canada, United Kingdom, Netherlands, and Portugal, we like to thank you guys as well. You guys are in there. You're still listening to us. Um, and then we have Minnesota. You guys are up. Colorado, thank you. You're new. Florida, you're new. Um, and then the other one that we got new today, oh, Massachusetts. Thank you, someone there. You guys are popping out. You're listening to us. We are happy for all of that. Ow, ow. More than any of that. <laughs> Even better. Even better than that is this. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. No, life's going to get you down. It's going to beat you and it's going to bruise you. Life's going to grab you by the schnozberries. The adventure's far from over. But right now, we're on a journey through time and stuff. Do you feel like you're lacking inspiration in your life? Do you just want to score more touchdowns? I just want to underwater basket weave one more time. I used to drive for three nights straight, no problem. You need Kablarg. I've been three days in the desert without water. You start to hallucinate at that point. It had been a deal gone wrong in Juarez, down that Camino Rocoso. I couldn't have made it without Kablarg. Thank you for listening to a journey through time and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a deal for you? Listen, mate, has your nana not slept in days? Does your wife keep chewing a gag off? Do your kids just never fucking shut up? Yes, they do. Well, you need... Come on! Do not mix Kablarg with firearm usage, children, or driving. May cause anal bleeding, involuntary murder, involuntary lactation, and dying within hours of eating. Kablarg! Thank you, guys. Kablarg is a wonderful sponsor for us. They're here every week. Um, they just—they allow us to keep doing what we want to do. You know, bringing you quality content. <laughs> and we apologize <laughs> for everything you just heard. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time.
Hello, everybody. Hey. This uh, the show has now officially started. Thank you. You're still here. You've made it through all of that. And uh, we would like to welcome to the house for our first time, Joe Jackson. Thank you. I have no idea what I signed up for. <laughs> I'm realizing that more and more as we get deeper into this. Uh, but we've supplied you with beer. We've, uh, you know, we're, you're, fantastic. You're here now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, man. We, again, thank you, Joe, for being here. Oh, and, most definitely. And uh, we hope that intro didn't scare you off. We really, we really like to be. I don't know, man. What, what would you do if I was... Nope, fuck this. Like, I'm sorry, guys. That was too much. That was too weird. If that, <laughs> if that got too weird right now and you just left, we would probably cry a little. We would put on the album that you picked. <laughs> We'd be like, well, this is what he would have talked about. <laughs> and, no, let's and, get weird. Uh, let's get weird, man. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have, I guess, I want to start right off the bat saying we've unofficially as kind of a group been friends but like we've been friends but more of more or less like um band scene cohorts for probably close to four years now um and you were when did you move to alaska uh i moved to alaska in 2008 and went to school up there obviously started playing music that's how we uh yeah got to know each other and things like that moved to portland oregon in 2012 end of that uh with the band uh from alaska so no we shared sort of like a camaraderie through being alaskan musicians it was very cool um seeing like i you know when when we moved down here and everything was so like fresh and new and we saw that you guys were down here as well it gave us it was it was cool because it gave us a kind of um thing to chase exactly Mm. like like really it it we felt like we were kind of like it it was up to us like as a band like the between the two bands like Mm. like we were alaska down here it it, it kind of did feel like that and i don't know in in our own ways when we first got it it seemed like um I don't know. Waves were made. Like people were like, "Oh, these Alaska bands." We played the same Battle of the Warp tours. There's been a lot of Alaska bands in Portland. No, there has. Uh, There, I mean, in the last three years, it's crazy how many have come down. Well, honestly, that was a big reason why we chose Portland. There are a lot of Alaskans here, and I feel like a lot of that just not even in the music scene. Very like-minded people. That whole like kind of like homegrown, support local, get out adventure. Uh, which was cool. It made for a soft landing. I don't know if you guys had that. No, I feel that way. Experience. Too. It was a soft landing, mm. and then it seems like we got stuck on the runway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, too yeah, too close to home. There, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Um, yeah. if, if we're using airport terminology, um, <laughs> I think that's the simile that we're all well, still. That's that's a part that, of, that's, yeah. that's that's exactly <laughs> why that's that's part of the reason why we wanted to get you in the studio. Um, and before going too farther into like the actual, you know storytelling um you're a super positive dude and i, I um, try <laughs> we, we 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 see that on the online the social meds and um we know through hardship you know it can be easy to be brought down and we see that you're still pushing through you know we like to we like to show showcase local music local musicians who ha- i mean no one <laughs> that we've had yet has it easy you know oh, exactly. I mean? yeah. Like yeah, no one that, really. yet that we have on the podcast is, is as a musician has had it easy in their music <laughs> career. And nope. that's and that's what we're kind of liking to show is that 
we are all still here. We're all still doing it and we're trying. And, you know, we kind of want to get an aspect of your, no, I like how you, how you got there and, you know, you're moving from there. Sure. But that's going to sit up on a little table right now because you picked our album. Ah, yes. I was, I was stoked to see this on your shelf. And, um, so he picked Jimi Hendrix. Also, I was thinking, I know it's not on this album, but if we should have started with Hey Joe, I know you don't have it on this album, but that I just, it would have that been so is fitting. such a good song. Hey Joe would have been actually great. <laughs> Just as a tra- obviously we no. picked a different starting song, and I'm standing by it. it well, yeah, uh, but I, that was it's funny. good. Hey Anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna come into this right now and show you guys where we're starting with this. You know, the mood we're gonna set for you. such a rough mix like this is this is off his vinyl it's amazing like what they chose for like their release quality I like certain aspects of it. No, no. I mean, it's all there. It's just like, like it almost feels like it's in the center of my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I do. I, I, it's, it's not that it's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's the, the mix that they chose for that. Well, yeah. that was a different mix, I feel like, than the purple haze you hear on like classic rock stations and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. I, I think I, I think that what you would hear now that. is probably like remastered. A, a remastered. It's, oh yeah, for sure. Put, yeah. But th- you know, this is uh, I don't know. Ex- I haven't looked on this record of when this what 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 pressing pressing this was, but it's obviously a uh, I mean older release. Mm. 
Um, but it's amazing, man. Like, I don't know. It sounds like his vocals are sounding like almost like an arena style. Like you can hear like just that, like almost like in the back of the crowd, like how it just takes a second for the sound to get there or something <laughs> like, or just that little lapse. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I hope it's a long I, reverb. I hope the next time or the next song we play, actually, it has a little more of that too. Cause I don't know. That's what I heard. I, there was like almost like a teeny slapback or something like, yeah, but it was nice. I only heard it on the vocals, but weird. Yeah. Interesting, man. I, I don't know. Hendrix is so, so inspirational. I thought it sounded good. I thought it sounded <laughs> good, man. I love the sound of vinyl in any way you can hear it. Mm. Oh, no, without a doubt. Uh, my, my dad was a big vinyl guy. So growing up, a lot of my like just getting into music was having my dad put on records. And Hendrix was a big one. Obviously, there was a lot of Zeppelin, uh, Beatles. Tom Petty was a really big one in my house. Just like mm-hmm. that was that was kind of my music education. I remember my dad like giggling and telling me stories about Rush and their songs and stuff Heck like yes. that. Yeah. Um, so no, vinyl, vinyl culture, that was always a big thing for me. I don't currently own one, but I think that was a big part of just my immersion that was just on in our house. Well, yeah, I I agree. There was something about, I remember vinyls as a kid. I mean, I didn't play them in particular, but I remember the thing about like pulling it out, looking at it, having the art big and like having to flip it. That was a huge (laughs) thing. Like, you know, listening to whole album you don't just no one realizes anymore like what it took to listen to an album before cds came out (laughs) or even just the terminology like b-sides saying oh this song's a b-side like we still refer to it as that it's a deep cut it's a b-side it's yeah it's literally you Uh have to put in some effort to find this to listen Uh to that right well what's fun what's weird is some like i see ordering like the first track on a B side, if you're on playing a, an album on a vinyl, will often be the the second track if it's made on a CD. They will actually reorder the songs as they go from the vinyl to the CD. So, like, you'll hear the number one on the A side and then number one on the B side right after each other. Like, huh. I, I have quite a few vinyls in here that I've noticed that they're in a different track order on the vinyl that you would find them on a CD or even like listed mp3 style on itunes or something like that uh i had mentioned earlier tom petty was a big one in my household um i i think i'm pretty sure it's on the album uh wildflowers and on like track six or something like that he has a part where he just speaks in between the songs and he's like i know you're not all listening to this on vinyl but this would be the place right now where a lot of our listeners have to flip it over so like he was just like saying that That that's awesome yeah and i'm pretty sure it's wildflowers Uh, um but i always just loved that because i i always had it as a cd so hearing that him saying like Uh, this would be the part where you flipped the album over very cool (laughs) that's that's awesome (laughs) that is really cool um i know that like on some uh some vinyls I don't have any here that I know of anyways, um, have deep after the runoff after the last track on a side, they'll hide little messages and stuff. And if so, if you let the thing, if you don't have like an auto stop or something like that, it'll get to a thing that says like, flip the record over, flip the record over, flip the record over. <laughs> it, you know, they'll hide little tracks at the end of them and stuff like that, which is funny. Um, so you're originally from California, correct? Yeah. I grew up in San Diego. Um, was born there and then, yeah, f- uh, found myself moving to Alaska. Uh, and so d- you did all like basically high school and everything in California? Yeah, moved when I was 17. 
Uh, my dad really? got a job offer up in Alaska, and it was essentially, I was graduating high school, and it was like, well, you can move here. I had already applied to California schools and everything, but uh, uh, I was just like, no, adventure. Why Why would I not very cool. take that? So did you, you hit, you were obviously <laughs> into music and instruments and stuff playing before the move? Not, not playing. Um, I listened to a lot of music. Music's always been a, a really huge thing for me. It's gotten me through a lot of things. It's just, I've always... A staple. Oh, absolutely. I was... I was not a cool kid. I will up and say that. I didn't really find myself until uh, kind of sort And honestly, it was that emo phase that like I, I hit like 13 and it was just like I heard the used for the first time. It was like, wait, you can do that with music? Like what? How, how old do you, do you mind? Uh, 27. 26. 27, almost 27. Okay, cool. So not far behind us. We're yeah. in the same age. I mean, we're, so I'm 30. He's 29. Okay, yeah, but, but right in the sure, yeah, know. roughly the same. But and I remember just uh, kind of finding an identity in that. Yeah, uh, just something that it was like, oh wait, no, this absolutely just having that resonance uh, with you. I started, yes. oh, I can wear just like ripped jeans and band T-shirts now. Oh wait, I have a personality. Like <laughs> right, yep, I totally remember that. Yeah, phase, and that's where I really sure. I met a lot of people that were into music. I could have real conversations with them. It just opened up a whole new chapter. For me, yeah, yeah, which was that's invaluable. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was that was for me, and it was it was heavy metal, eighties heavy metal for okay. me was the same thing that I was like, oh, you can feel this way and be like the fat, like it was just <laughs> fast. It was thrash, man. That was like where I got had the same movement at still t- eleven, twelve. Right in that. I mean, it was Weird Al before that. I was like, <laughs> Weird Al was one of my first concerts I ever went to. My dad took me. To that. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I was. I was Heck like, yeah. just I was listening to Weird Al and um, I just just all types. And then and then of course at, at that early age, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and stuff. But even in um, none of that had the same impact on me as like distortion, like this. Heavy, oh sure, you know. And then and then. After that, I had found the used and 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 I I never got into like Good Charlotte and that yeah. kind of thing. But that's a totally different genre, though. I mean, that okay, you're going towards more of that like pop punk movement. And don't get me I wrong, guess true. I, I have a Sum Forty One CD in my car right now. Like, I'm not talking smack about it, um, but mm-hmm. it is it is very different. And it's funny too to be able to like. I, I found Newfound Glory was kind of cool. Oh yeah, back in the day, I had that in middle school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, man. How music, like you know, anybody can find a, a commonality between something. Well, it's funny too. You mentioned uh, more of like the '80s sort of almost power metal is what I think. Yes. And it's funny too. Again, we we obviously play in the same genre. I feel like, but coming from very different aspects, or did anyways when I was oh, with yeah. uh, Divides. Um, and yes. it's funny how that moment where you like hear that, you hear that first, whatever it was, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I remember it just in that vein, uh, one of the first times I really not heard Metallica, but like they came on the radio and I was I just like turned my head. I think it was the end of one that, and I was like, that sounds like a machine gun. Like, how do they make that sound? What are they doing? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, they all picked to go oh, double bass. Double oh. bass. Like a double kick pedal. That blew my mind. Just I oh, didn't yeah. understand that the, you could do that with music. The one that got that for me was Pantera. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. With with uh, a Philly or um, I mean, wh- uh, whatever the drummer's name is, like it's giving my brain right now. <laughs> That's but, okay. But they had like, they were the first bass kick that I heard that was like a click. Like, tick, 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 tick. Not like a, it was like a clicking 
like ticket 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 like had a high I don't know high end on the the it almost gotta get that like like and it just it sounded like just I don't know raw and nasty and that was the first that was the first like drumming and then along with the guitar playing I was like what what are they doing to my my ears and my head right now (laughs) Pantera was that at one for me right. And then also screaming was the other first one that I had ever like Pantera. Pantera, Pantera was me. the one for me that both did the drumming and the screaming in the same stuff. Well, and that's I mean that's a big thing too because uh, growing up, like you said, with Weird Al, I mean that's a very specific reference. But you hear you just kind of consume what's given to you, uh, yes. what's yes. out there. Um, yes, and I get a lot of grief from this, especially with. Uh, just in the metal or foam, whatever you want to call whatever. it. Whatever. Uh, for me, Lincoln Park, like hearing Chester scream for the first oh, yeah. I had never hybrid, heard. Hybrid theory. I, I had never heard screaming in music before. And it was one yeah. of those moments like, yeah, he means it. He's really there. Like he's, mm. it's not just this process. And obvi- and again, I, no, I know I'm, why I'm people bash you. Lincoln Park. I get it. But that, that was like the first time that I really felt you could do that. I jammed. I literally probably spent... Three solid months with hybrid theory on oh, yeah. repeat the whole summer. Like, like literally, <laughs> like, like when that I was such it. a just. I mean, it it was an epic album at the time it came out because we were all in that cult. I mean, we were all there at the time. Like, oh my god, this. this no one thing. bashes. No one bashed Lincoln Park then. <laughs> yeah, then okay. I, I it was I, it was I, once I, it was once Transformers happened. Once Transformers came. Well, out. and that that was a bad album. Lincoln Park has put out bad music, and yeah. I, I guess I I instantly went defensive mode there to be like, oh, I, I'm, no, with no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Same thing as Tenacious it, though, D or today. or any other band that, that people bash on. And I'm like, sure. oh, hey, they're great. Well, and like, I mean, obviously, Hybrid Theory, that was a huge push. No one was doing that at that time. And I feel mm. like even though they have put out bad music, like I'm not defending the band, uh, yeah. whatever, but, but they have always pushed. They have always well, like pushed the bounds. It was I a feel. little it was a little more mainstream, easier to digest. I felt I felt Link, what Linkin Park did is they took an idea like corn. <laughs> and they made it a little easier to digest. But they've always been about that. There's that, no that, sense no, of no, selling out. Or no. That's exactly yeah, yeah, my exactly. point. That's exactly yeah. my they've point. They've always tried to make very yeah. consumable, marketable music. Of course. And, yeah. they, and they've and they never edgy. failed. But I edgy. mean, I mean at, at any time, like you find that the, the only people that said the new Linkin Park sucked is the fans of the old Linkin Park <laughs> who were there when they first came out. You know what I mean? Like it... The yeah, people the kids now that are kids just now who kids now who are ten and watch Transformers for the first <laughs> time and hear their song love Lincoln Park like that and then they find their old stuff and like they find an appreciation for everything that's well that's ho- I mean well, we're really just diving into this but um, <laughs> no I, I I don't have a lot of that like distaste or like oh no. selling out whatever. Any band that can like sneak screaming into mainstream radio, like you're low key. It's not a real rule, but you you can't scream on yeah, mainstream yeah. radio. Even uh, heavier bands, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Five you, Finger Death Punch was one that got in there and snuck into mainstream radio. Well, and I just love that when bands. What you're you're not gonna play Slipknot. Like c- of, of course. course you're gonna no, play ex- Slipknot, right. and they yeah. just get away. Uh, Rise Against was another one Rise that Against, really perfect just, example. So much I respect love Rise Against, yeah. because they write a really poppy song, and they're like, you know what we're gonna do with the bridge uh, yeah <laughs> dude the guy's voice is so kill too phenomenal well oh, yeah and that's the thing is is anybody would try to argue the musicianship of one of those bands and then you go no you listen to the music it's Are it's, it's not that they're <laughs> they're not being vulgar they're it, you hear real expression yes i agree there are bands that are that that 
it seems like their only goal is to be vo- vulgar or their only goal is to just be obnoxious. But where I found that the, for me, the perfect line is like you, when you can take something that is socially distasteful and in the realm of what you're creating, make it the most tasteful thing you've ever heard. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, pushing that boundary. I don't know. That's where music lies for me. And that's, that's, that's the knee. I, that's where I sit right now. And with the marketability of it, like you were saying earlier, you then go and listen to the deeper cuts. You hear the other yep. things. It's, yep. a, it's an introduction to that. I would not have listened to, I mean, my metal taste went just off the charts after a yeah. certain point, listening to just some disgusting metal. Of and course. A lot of people aren't going to go that far with it, but mm-hmm. without that introduction, a lot of people wouldn't be exposed to it. Wouldn't see that as a genre or a respectable one, a listenable one. In many cases. Yeah. Where, where I find a, uh, I don't know. And then like Jason's one, a good one about this is like, it, it took me cause I was always a metal guy. And then Jason was a pop guy. Jason grew up in, in the pop. And, and I've the, always the, the been like scene. slowly been getting more and more metal, more and more heavy, more, and more but he brought, of he brought a music. taste of, of this like lighter classical, not, not classical side, but poppy. Like, I don't know, softer side to music, to mm-hmm. to my perspective. And there's so many bands that I hear, like, I, I don't even know how to explain, Not 90s pop. I mean, sure. I mean, Savage Garden and and NSYNC and Blink. And um, <laughs> I mean... Um, uh, Blink counts. Blink was always a pop Blink, band. Oh, definitely. I guess you could say pop punk. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> um, I I guess, so, so you moved to... You moved to Alaska in 2008. So mm-hmm. what made you in Alaska then want to start playing music? Winters. <laughs> per- yeah, okay. It, I guess being from California. Yeah, being bunkered down. Uh, I did own, uh, I bought a Fender Stratocaster when I was in high school. Um, never played it. Told myself, I learned a couple power chords and that <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. But no, my first winter up in Alaska, I just started meeting people and wasn't doing much. And I just bought a drum kit. I was like, I just, I need something. I need some kind of outlet. Um, and drums became that. That was my first real instrument, honest. The first instrument I cared about or like yeah, really yes. did things with. Yeah. Um, so no, not to, not to say boredom, like that's not why. I loved music and met of some musicians and it was like, I don't know, I can buy this off you for 60 bucks and taught myself essentially at that point. Good. That's cool. Yeah. So how long did you play drums for? About six or a little. I mean straight, you know, before picking up other. Straight. Uh, again, probably like four straight playing uh just yeah drumming. Uh, the guy that i bought it uh from was a guitarist he was a really close friend of mine um and we just jammed and we eventually like played a few shows with that and stuff and that was actually no i'd say hendrix was an influence he was an amazing guitarist um do you know yes. the band dispatch oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Out- are you kidding, like, are you okay. kidding me I've- most people when i, I say that we covered that song. Um, we played that at so, every show. So, so we used <laughs> we to. Too. So we used to play that. We played out loud. We played um, in like state radio era. Two coins. Of course, yeah. we played two coins, and then and then later <sighs> on, we learned things like um, time served. Flying we horses. learned um, what was the other one that we did that me and Elias did together. Um, um, oh, the really offbeat. Oh God, funky, funky monkey. Off of off of. Um, wasn't you? Uh, it was, uh, oh God! I can't. We did. We did. We did. Yeah, oh, general oh. two coins. Um, 
Uh, not we, time served. It's um, Camilo. We covered that one once. I mean, that's mostly a great, guitar. The yeah. drums are like the last chorus. So yeah. I like, that was me like, okay, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, man oh, in the man. Hall, we covered that one at one point. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, Damn. They're all so good. I but that was like this. his favorite band at that point, State Radio or, you know, Dispatch yeah. era. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, we sounded very similar to that. Very That's cool. Awesome. Sort of that like was funky. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what? Like Incubus fan as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That was one of my first ones that I was like, I, I I want like when I first wanted to start playing music, I wanted to be an Incubus. Band. <laughs> first I, that three songs I learned were all three Incubus songs. Was that, one of them Drive? <sighs> no. Oh, I'm surprised. I yeah. just assumed. I learned uh, <laughs> freaking. Yeah, I don't even know. Pardon me. Pardon me was a good one. I learned "Wish You Were Here" first was my first Incubus song. Everyone um, was "Wish You Were Here." I miss you. I miss you. Yep. And then I forget what the other one was. No, that was yeah, high school era. Incubus was a big like within my friend group. Oh my god, that was when uh, so like, Crow Left of the Murder came out. Dude, when I was yes. in high school. Incubus yeah. is coming. We're going. We got tickets. I know. Nice. August or is it August? Yeah, it's August. August. August ninth, and then also Metallica's on tour. <laughs> nice. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, huh. Metallica's on their first tour in like nine years this That's year. That's awesome. They just released their new album. Have you heard their new album? No, I've kind of like Leaf leaned Beach. back a little bit. Oh, you're uh, off. You're out of the. I, I'm. I, so what, what does Joe listen to now? Yeah. Well, Joe's in a whole different musical realm at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've definitely shifted a lot just in what I'm at. And it's funny too, because as much uh, playing more indie sort of electronica stuff, I've listened to a lot of that, but I also just started a serving job where the soundtrack is just top 40s hits all the time. So I almost feel obligated to listen to all the weird stuff that I can Very just like true. cram uh-huh. it in when I'm not on the clock. Um, yeah. Uh, when we were driving to get tacos today, uh-huh. playing like a Treyu's first album, like the back oh. when they were <laughs> yes. super heavy and uh, oh, stuff yeah. like that, or getting into like some just weirder electronica. Very um, cool. I don't know. Lately is a bad, it's it's a very specific window right now. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop, um, just being into that. Childish Gambino's new album, I am obsessed with um, and things like that. But yeah, trying to get weirder when I'm off the clock because when I'm there, I have to hear Jason Mraz four times a shift, and it's just like I'm gonna, Rough. I'm gonna quit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm even though because yeah, I mean, is, that's kind of like the, the zap away. Like, like we don't want to be that. You know, the 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 thing that is inspirational and original is not what you hear every day. It's, no, it's, of course, it's, you know. And and uh, that was another big one in my household. My dad had Zappa. many Zappa albums that he played on vinyl. We got some. I I, I think <laughs> I think that anybody who um who hasn't if 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 Frank Zappa is an original name to you, you need to look that up because <laughs> that is the epitome of what it means to be an original musician. Oh, and, and just to and, not well not to be care. an original person to be to to like to I don't know. It's he's the epitome of originality. It's amazing. Oh, just artistic integrity. Absolutely yeah. not compromising. He could have absolutely written in any sort of form. He could have made a lot more money. He could have been a household name up there with some of the the classics and stuff like yep. that. Yep. But he didn't want it. He no. he was very true to himself. No, nope. he wanted to write songs like Mr. Slime and <laughs> all the other greats. I don't know. Yeah, Zap is a great one. Um that's cool, man. So you so started your first band and then uh, drummed for a while, picked up uh, other instruments. 
Um, I mean, it was basically just drums. I, I mean, I, I learned acoustic guitar. I like to sing a lot. Um, I'm not great at it, but I really enjoy it. So played some open mics and stuff like that here and there. Still have like basic uh, guitar proficiency. Um, but no, bass was the, the the most serious thing after that, obviously, with the Divides chapter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you guys know about that. That's when I more seriously stepped into music. Before so that, what, it, so we're, how did you fall into that and go from being a, a drummer to going, man, well, I, I guess I should play bass for this? Or I did not decide. <laughs> that was not oh. a me decision. Um, so uh, CJ, or Siege, uh, as she goes by now, uh, yeah. her and I went way back. Uh, she was a really close friend of mine. Uh, we knew each other for years. Uh, back when she was in The Rocket Surgeons. Did you guys ever see that? It no. was her like It was like a punk band that she uh. fronted. Um, and okay. I, I knew her from like that era. Mm. Um, and she, you know, I'd kind of talked about doing other things, wanted, True. loved heavy music. That's something that her and I really bonded on. Um, mm. Distillers or like uh, The Bled, He Is Legend, just kind of like weird stuff, just different. Yeah. Um, and she had asked me to play drums for that. And I just, I can't do that. Double, double bass, that kick pedal, that just blows me away. I can't uh, comprehend that. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make <laughs> sense to me either. Um, but no, I obviously love singing and doing stuff like that. I've been writing lyrics for almost as long as I can remember. I still have uh, just like these awful lyrics that I wrote when I was a kid and stuff like that. Just yeah, I have pages, dude. I'm sure. Yeah. You, I'm sure you have notebooks. Pages. I mean, yeah. yeah, he has a whole binder down there of just lyrics, unused mm-hmm. lyrics that I yeah. want nothing more than just to have someone take and do something with. Like, well, we should come back whatever. to that later because I have a really cool idea for unused lyrics and stuff like that. I, I want to do it. I want something. Like I want to just give them to people. And I want to. Well, cool. or we can come back to it. We don't have to talk no, about no, it this no. moment. <laughs> of course, Dude, just go for it. Change okay, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so with unused, yeah, let's just take this tangent. Um, Why not? Really quickly, will you hand me the fighting? Yeah, cock sure. whiskey. <laughs> can you just hand me the it's, cock? It's, real quick? it's whiskey. <laughs> it's whiskey, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Just um, anyways, so yes. No, unused lyrics. Uh, one thing that I was kind of thinking, and I, I still really want to do this at some point, but essentially take a set of unused lyrics, something that you're really proud of, but you're not going to do anything with, and give it to a few different bands in different genres and stuff like that. And even go to the point where I think it'd be cool to write a hook, uh, something musically, and it doesn't matter what instrument it's on, but just like write the notes and send those notes to the artist as well and have like five different musicians write the same song essentially Uh but it would be five different songs it would be completely different you just give them the notes and the lyrics so it was kind of like they did with country back in the day where you would have like you know merle haggard would do the same song and then willie would do that song and they would all do it a little different and then someone else would take it and do this (laughs) remember people didn't sue people remember that yeah right it was real nice they'd be like hey we're gonna make a buck together let's do this thing all right (laughs) we can all play the same song that's brilliant (laughs) so would it be like a would it be like an online thing, like submit lyrics to, or how would you, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, for the, at least for the first one. And then again, this is just like back burner thoughts, things that I thought would of course, be cool. No, kind I, of I love that. this kind of stuff. Um, but no, like choosing. Uh, and so uh, knowing people in the music industry, lots of different genres, obviously I know the metal community very well. I have like a, mm. a very heavy band that I'd want to do it, but I'd also want to give it to a like female folk singer that I know. And have oh, her write okay. the exact same song that this metalcore band is writing. Because the cool thing is, if you wrote a hook, say you could say you wrote a hook that, and the hook could be in like two different keys. Because you like wrote like a, like a, like okay. a, you know what I mean. So you wrote like just like an arpeggiated thing in in one chord, yeah. and that was the hook of it was in one chord, and someone could take that 
G major seven and put <laughs> it in anything, you know. And yeah, because I'd want it to be more connected than just the lyrics. Of course. If, I mean, lyrics can be put to anything. And of you course. Wouldn't, True. You yeah. wouldn't feel the same. I want I want right. five radically different people or however whatever it is to write the I'd same say it helps song to be in the same key yeah, yeah exactly give, oh, give yeah. like if a all frame songs of were in the same key that would help okay okay that would really make it feel similar because again Ish. anyone anyone that writes and i mean you guys are doing it with your jingles and commercials yeah. and stuff like that you have all this throwaway not throwaway sorry your jingles are awesome <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no no that's exactly no, what they are a hundred percent yeah there's no there's no yeah. um you know bad feelings on that yeah of course <laughs> it's yeah. we we sit here and do it because we have nothing else to do that's exactly <laughs> it's, it's half an hour or a half a minute worth of you know just like little chords put together you know it's yeah. not a something like oh my god this is like ah, you know what i mean i think yeah as an artist you got to know what's gold and what's you know just me <laughs> but i think there's so much you know with that if you don't do anything with it that is wasted potential true it exactly is. it is and I just, I don't know, cool collaborative build also to, you know. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. And that, that like I brings that. me, that yeah. brings me like thinking more about, and you had brought this up, you know, in our talking before the podcast started um, about cover songs and mm. how cover songs are integral. Well, and again, to reinterpreted. Re, no, re, yeah, reinterpretations mm. of songs in the art of covering a song. I'm not saying replicating a song. I think, I mean, do you agree it's not replicating like a, a studio song? Like you hear it on an album and playing it exactly like they played it. Like there's an, it I mean, own? there's appeal to that. But what we were talking about, again, is kind of the artist's Taking that, taking that energy, taking that message and making it their own. Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. and the ways in which, because you can, it can take on a new form. It can take on a new identity that wasn't there previously. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's countless examples of that. I think my favorite one of that is the uh, Johnny Cash cover of Hurt. That was oh, a Nine yeah. Inch Nails song that Johnny yeah. Cash covered. He covered yeah. Trent Reznor. Yeah. And that just blows me away to the point, I mean, you listen to the two. Uh, Johnny Cash even asked Trent Reznor, like, hey, is it cool if I do this? And it, there was kind of some like bad feelings like, ah, no, it's kind of my song. I'm trying to do this. But as soon as Trent Reznor heard the Johnny Cash version, he like, he was like, like, oh, that's that's not my song. Damn, Johnny. That's a Johnny Cash song. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that was like humbling. I mean, man, man. Right. Sure. there I'm are sure. so many cool <sighs> versions of Holy that. Um, Metallica <laughs> doing Tuesday's Gone by Skinner. Mm -hmm. That was actually a pretty amazing cover. <laughs> of like uh, if you haven't heard it check it out metallica doing tuesday's gone by skinner it is an amazing cover but but again it, it kind of like takes new life and I, I mentioned to both of you i did radio for a while when i was doing my own show i always had the cover of the week and that because again Very some cool. of them some of them are just goofy like oh that's funny because it's heavy now that was a pop song or vice versa yeah, whatever yeah yeah um but it's cool to be able to kind of give it breathe into it and make it something different make it even mean something else yeah that's really Ooh, neat. that that's actually a very cool point yeah. applying something different out of the song with the exact same lyrics with like doing the same thing but really kind of singing like, it using it yeah how you how you do it i guess that's it's all I about mean, how you do it just like perceiving reading a text message and like <laughs> it, you could read it 10 different ways if you got two texts or three texts in a row that was like a negative thing and you got yeah. a text message that said you know like you suck you know you'd think like oh crap i really suck you if suck you, if you got three me messages <laughs> and the last one was a funny message 
you know, but, they but were all would, lighthearted messages. Would, and you would, suck, you'd be like, haha, I suck. But you know? wouldn't you suck have it like, wouldn't you take that differently if it had an, a, a question mark or an exclamation <laughs> mark behind it? You, you <laughs> suck? Hey, what up? You, do, do you suck? You suck? Do you, you suck? suck? Or <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Or yeah, what if they did? What if they did like? Mark, what if they did like difference. the "you suck" three periods in a row? The ellipses. Dot dot. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh. Back half. That would be weird. <laughs> How would you take that? You suck know. ellipses. Uh, what would that imply? You suck. Like, <laughs> I don't so know. Maybe. Kinda, yeah. Do like, you? do you? Do you suck? No, no. I don't want. Not the question mark. It's more of just like a. I don't know. I take that more as like a negative. Like, oh, you left my headlights on last night, and now my car. Like, dude, you suck. Dot dot dot. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think so too. You, you, not like a big deal. Not like, oh, like, like let you, it sink in. Yeah, it's like, just it's, com- it's completely suck. possible for you to suck more right now. But just kind of passive, like a uh, passive aggressive. Yeah, man, that pizza was gonna be my lunch. Like, you suck. Da, da. Like just weigh on you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that gets heavy pretty quick with the three dots. Yeah. I bet. Okay, so I bet in the seventies. Yeah. And I'm just going out on a limb here, and I, I'm trying to make the best transition I've ever made, but it might fail in this. So back in the seventies, if there were cell phones and there was texting, and wow, and we had kind of, or there was Twitter. Say there was Twitter in the seventies when all music was coming about. And you had folks like the Beatles and Elvis and Rolling Stones and all these other up and coming like tweeting their adventures in the 60s. So like the 60s would not be nearly as idolized as they are. That's true. That's true. But but I'm where where I'm trying to go with this is we we were talk we would talk we're talking about covers and sure and. Hendrix, where the next song we're gonna play, I see your transition is a cover. So imagine, like we're talking about covering and conveying a completely different feeling than was meant to feel before, and now we're playing a cover. And imagine if, like, in the '60s, if there was Twitter and there was the whole universe that is now, and Bob Dylan released this song, and then all of a sudden, you know, they they talk or whatever. Hendrix releases it, and everybody's like. Oh, smiley faces and thumbs ups and like <laughs> emoticons, so much and, like, better or like, whatever. Like crying People face. Are... Oh, Bob Dylan wishes. Like like laughy <laughs> face with the tears and like oh man. Like if there would have been all of that, I mean, the world today it's rough. is fucking insane. It's it's rough. it really is like what people what any artist has to endure with just Twitter and Facebook in existing today well those i mean that changed the game there wasn't this sense of like competitive branding in that sense you didn't need it to be you and your image and your that's all it is there are the the market is so oversaturated that people have to rely on that they have to never was an image so vulnerable as it is today absolutely that's so fragile they thought video killed the radio star no twitter killed the twitter twitter is killing the radio star man yeah. It's it's wild, man. It it really like I I mean the fact that like like you, you like people try to emerge, they come out and they try to put something out. And then if it doesn't get enough likes, they just delete uh. the post <laughs> because they don't want people to get on their page and see they posted posts that don't have enough likes on them. 
Yeah. Like it's a bummer deal. Instead of just being original and trying to just like I don't care. Yeah, I don't know, man. To not be. I mean, Hendrix putting himself out there to begin it's, with was exactly. just this is not perfect by any means, but it's honest. It's very authentic and it's it was very original. Yeah. And so even taking okay, something cool. like a Bob Dylan song, he was able to make something radically different and so yes. original out of it uh which was perfect and that's i don't know my love for covers and everything i feel like this is one of the best examples of that mm. taking new life just absolutely and again kind of meaning something else than right. the original dylan song i think it takes a true artist to really like you know bring something out like that in a cover that you know especially with you know however many people are already identifying with the original song mm-hmm. and then you know being able to and then having it, you know, really pick up that much weight after the fact. And I don't know, really, I don't know. It shows creativity on everyone's, I don't know. I think it's good for everybody. Cover music, just in general. And here you have, case in point. This is what Bob Dylan meant, and he said that himself. I know, right? Yeah. Me too. It's weird. It's just, this is the epitome of like what it means to make a cover song yours. Always so good. Always so good.
so good. just brings such goodness every single time man we've uh yeah we've played a couple of these songs in cover bands we've been in all along the watchtower was for the first band we were in that was like a staple song of our cover song that we definitely did. we always did that like in the last set you know like we always it had, was a jam song we did, longer we did extended like, solos we played like a four hour long gig and then we do like you know we do like an hour and then take 15 minutes and do an hour and take 15 minutes and then you know do like well, one more set and yeah finish the night or whatever even not in yeah. uh cover band setting it can often be like just not, maybe sometimes too relied on but to have a song that people know that uh, it's like within their comfort zone, even if you are taking it and making it. Oh man, I love Hendrix. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe no, we should talk about the go tos. <laughs> I mean, the go tos. They, they were the always everyone knows. Yeah, that was one. The Joker by Steve Miller Band. <laughs> I feel like everyone like well in the bar scene. I think like it's just yeah. More about there being playing around. Different, different scenes for sure. And I think a lot of that too is knowing your demographic. Uh, we were talking earlier about the artist Halsey. And uh, towards the end of Divides, yeah. that's sort of like we covered that because it was knowing our... We had a younger demographic. They yeah. didn't necessarily know Steve Miller band. <laughs> they wouldn't know. No. Yeah, no. exactly. No. That, that I mean, that's... Compl- you know, we, we were, I guess... Yeah, our, our really roots, our but... roots as music as musicians were bar bands, mm-hmm. and just you know covering being out at a bar playing four hours on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. It was really from <laughs> where we were from and kind of what we knew from I don't know what our folks, our folks kind of yeah. did that like you know a um, little bit. But so. but I I I more of wanted to figure out um what uh so now you being mm-hmm. you now. After <laughs> present tense, Pres- present human Joe. Um, <laughs> if, g- after all the run in music, um, everything you've done to now, and pursuing your constant, your your new projects mm. now, um, what, uh, where do you find yourself finding the inspiration f- from? And what I don't know, kind of a I don't. I know this may be a bigger in question to where you get the inspiration from, but like, sure. what what's your goal? Like, do, do, I don't know. I want to leave that kind of open, but sure. But maybe with the caveat of like, do you just want to put out stuff that you want to hear? Do you want to, you know, do you want to be the guy who gets famous and doesn't have to do anything because you live <laughs> off the royalties of your music? There's you know, no there, wrong answer. There's yeah, no sure, wrong sure. answer. But what do you, you know, what's your goal and like, where's your inspiration come from? Um. Well, no, I, I definitely don't. Not necessarily that I don't want to, but also being in 
the music industry for this long, you know you're not just going to blow up and get paid. Like, it, it's of course. an unachievable goal because it, it, that's not the case. You can put out the best album. You can put out the best music, the most original content, and it just never gets picked up. It just nobody cares because there's not the brand behind it. There's not that marketing. There's not yeah. – it's image. Uh, and you're, you're, you are selling a brand at this point just as – no, maybe even more so in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, than you are with that. So no, 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 that's not what I want. Anything that I've always wanted to do with music has been more, I want to convey this. I want to make people feel something, yeah. whatever that is. Um, and th- this new project uh, is obviously super different with Divides. That was a very directly like, no, we want to like w- bring up emotions. We want to like really yeah. drag the river. And you did. And yeah. that was the point. Um, you know, and, and, and that was that was something like working with really passionate people like that and just mm. in, in a style that can really connect. Um, and that was amazing. Um, w- with the newer stuff, uh, I think it's, it's definitely a different feeling um, and taking a step back from the songwriting aspect in that um, it, it is much more straightforward uh, writing sort of. 80s synth pop i don't know what else to call it right uh just more straightforward music there's not as much room to explore you don't get to do the weird time signatures you don't you know you can't convey passion in the same way um but no my goal in this and kind of the role uh that i am in i just i want to make it weird because it is a very palatable experience it's a it's a pop project um and a lot of that i want to bring the live aspect of heavy music to something that's a lot more yeah. mainstream mainstream palatable. yeah palatable. however you want to yeah. say it right um but to bring that energy and to again when people see that i want people to feel that gotcha and so I, cool. you, you want to give someone like 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 we were kind of maybe alluding to earlier with the lincoln park type stuff or like someone's listening to this mainstream thing that ding along and all of a sudden someone's screaming at them but or, yeah but, but but not with the extreme extremity of str- screaming but bring mm-hmm. a kind of weirder essence mate something uh, different something that you're not yeah. going to hear all the time right uh very cool and and again uh the guitarist of divides uh brian uh, again he he's yeah. being the chief uh, songwriter for this for the most part and getting to do sort of like pre-production with him is really cool but with that again we are going for a much more uh, straightforward so how many how many members are with you is it just you two or uh so it, initially that's how it started him and i uh, we have listened to so much of that obviously i love yeah. heavy music oh, yeah. i grew up on it I, it's we, all, we all have we, ha- we all have our guilty pleasures of listening yeah. to, you know, like being that metalhead. But then, I dude, I mean, really, it's Devo vast. Devo <laughs> comes on the radio or Talking Heads mm-hmm. or I mean, it doesn't matter See, what comes on, and I'm like, oh, get that little <laughs> snapping finger, and you just like the shoulder bob happens. And like, it, sure, it, it comes there. So. See, I just I don't like the the phrase guilty pleasures because you shouldn't. There's no guilt. Like I have seen Kelly Clarkson live, and she killed it. Like she was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal performance. Wow. That's cool. Um, and seeing stuff like that, she writes really good music. She writes really generic music, and yeah. maybe she's not always the one writing it, but. I don't know. It, it, it came across, and that's like uh, just you know a uh. far opposite direction. But no, never, never be ashamed of like the places you take influence. Well, so from. guilty, co- yeah, gu- guilty pleasures is more of you know the colloquial. Sure, sense. sure. I just like to take away that stigma. Like no, no guilt. Be proud of that. Be so proud that you I, see I, nothing I, wrong with I, that. I that's feel cool. like. If someone caught me with flock of seagulls and I'm digging <laughs> on it, I would feel a little like. I showed y'all Steve Winwood. <laughs> no shame. Unapologetically, I, too. I get, no, 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 not at all. I, get, I don't apologize. I'll get down Back in the high life, 
Back in the high life Back again. In the high life Woo. again, dude. That song kills. So whatever. But no, take take influence from Check everything. That's always been really important. Yeah. So again, yeah. him and I listened to a lot of that. Postal Service was a big thing that we connected on. Okay, and just loving cool. that. Not that the new project sounds like that, but taking influence from more of like an indie electronica standpoint. I'm down. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> That's cool. And it was more just fun. But uh, speaking of our camaraderie with Alaskan musicians, we actually found. Two other Alaskan musicians, Brian used to play in the band Kill Tango, and we have the vocalist uh, mm. from that band doing since. And dude is just ungodly talented. It's mm. so amazing, not just to watch him work, but to see the way that he kind of perceives music, which is radically different than the way I do. How do you think about music? Uh, I think a lot of it does come from uh, drums was my first instrument is that yeah. you, you kind of feel the backbone. I'm a very like structural and I've been listening to it for so long and mm-hmm. just I my iTunes library is obnoxious and I'm not trying to sound pretentious. No, no, I know I no. do. Uh, but in yeah, that, I, I, I listen to so many different things that being able to hear something and shape it. That's always I feel yeah. like been my strong suit. So yeah, exactly. But uh, no, just watching this guy work, watching how intimately he knows his synthesizer and just being able to create soundscapes that blow me away. So, That's so do, cool. do you do you think about because as you as a drummer and you say you going from drummer to bass makes a lot of sense in being the percussive side and kind of the mm-hmm. rhythm side of the music that would be brought. So do you think of music from a percussive standpoint or do you look at it? As notes, do you think of his chord structures and moving pat like no, patterns I'm, like that? How do you? I mean, because because for me, being a, I started out a guitar player and then I'm a bass player, and so even as a bass player, I really identify with the percussive side. You know, like Jason being a drummer first, and then our singer. Mm-hmm. But but being a drummer, he writes his lyrics to the drums. He doesn't write his lyrics to the guitar. He writes that's his, my kind of vocalist. He yeah, writes, he writes his <laughs> melodies to the guitars uh-huh. or the he, bass. But he but he writes his lyrics. I don't know to the backbone to the, to the backbone yeah, of the song. The, the drums or the bass, while his melody is obviously based off the guitars. And so for yeah. me, mm, I think about good. music. I think about music all in chords, even as a bass player <laughs> uh-huh. and and identifying so much with the drums. I think about music almost completely like a piano player. I would imagine because hmm. I don't play piano. I but I understand chords like a piano. Sure, works. sure. So I, you know, I I think like musically like that. But I was kind of wondering, like, do you do you? I don't know which way do you attack it. I, I guess it's a little differently too, because I I was I've not not classically trained in any way. Uh, most of it for me, learning how to play music was just learning how to convey these feelings, like learning how to how do I <laughs> get this out there? How do I absolutely? So I think it's for me, that's, it's it's more that's objective. Beautiful. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's very really beautiful, beautiful, man. Uh, Actually, you just like that's cool. I cheers to that. Hey, I will bring it, bring it up. in. This is cool. Oh look, sound clip. Oh, oh man! Everyone hates us. I'll take oh, that. God. Cheers! <laughs> you guys the, made this noise. All the people out there in the podcast union, oh, cheers that... with us! Cheers with oh. us! Oh yeah, no. So so see, our fans love it, but the podcasters, the Reddit, like, the Reddit community, the Reddit, the Reddit community, <laughs> the online podcast community, who's like, we must robotically edit every podcast and make it sound like a produced radio show. And oh. If it's not funny, it's gotta go. They oh, <laughs> they don't like my li- li- no, live effects. <laughs> we like it. We love okay, the live cool. effects, but we're weird. Saying, we're we're 
it it in in our doing this <laughs> podcast and really like getting out there and trying to put you know our uh, out on a bunch of different formats, <laughs> we find some we've only gotten negative critiques. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. It makes sense. So what you're saying, I just lost you like three listeners. They're like, no. oh, what is this amateur hour? <laughs> no, no, no. What you did is is you gained us. You gained us three people who will never leave, and you lost the assholes who we don't want listening in the first place. Bye, Because the people that heard the clink, the people that heard the clink and appreciate the clink are just they're clinking. Yeah, and they're they're, they're like, gonna yeah, cheers guys. themselves with us because they're joining. Secondary and, cheers to the clinkers, and maybe maybe those people will get on there and like combat the haters for once. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's really not that many. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we enjoy our fan base. Oh yeah, it's and important. E- and even the people that if they do have anything to say, it's like you know what? It's like okay, well, thank you. Yep. <laughs> you know, <Yep. laughs> it's like I get it. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, but uh, so I. W- <laughs> Another quick, I just want to take a complete weird tangent for a second. That seems to be the point of the show. Please do. <laughs> well, it's stuff. We, yeah, yeah. We're, we're taking up time, time. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> with so this, stuff. This is the weird stuff. Um, oh, <laughs> do you fuck with the war? No, that's not where I really wanted to be. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> um, you were talking about originality and people not getting respect and um, it, it, it being a thing where it almost is... It it is it's like a uh, a an inverse graph where you have perseverance or an integrity, mm-hmm. and do you lower your integrity and just persevere through it, or do you just like really just stick with your integrity and maybe not go very far? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it's a sliding scale between that. And little Dicky is one of those guys that I think. Has the most integrity and perseverance. <laughs> That's it. Because he's been around for a good long while at this point. And, and I re, I have only, it's been like three weeks. I've only known this man has existed on this planet mm. for three weeks. Yeah. And, well, and come we were... to realize he's existed for a lot longer than that. Um, <laughs> and he's amazing. I'm not a rap fan. Actually, I am probably one of the farthest. The least. Yeah. If, he doesn't like pop mostly at all. Well, it's not that I do. I would almost call you and like. I'm a snob. Like, yeah, yeah. I would. I'm a rock snob. I would actually call him a rock I snob. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm not every, talking shit, but I can see it's, it. It's not that I don't, it's not it's okay. that I don't appreciate it. It's. It it really he doesn't rings. appreciate it. <laughs> he doesn't at all. Well, okay, and, and you, okay, okay. So you said the you said pop. I still uh, love you, and I feel like in that sense, I think every genre has bad music. I think yeah. hip hop gets a really bad rep because a lot of the hip hop that's on the radio is awful. Yeah. Like yes. is legitimately awful. Yes, but I also think like I love metal. I think a lot of metal that's on the radio is horrible, and, and yeah. I'm the same way as well. And mm-hmm. and that's and that's where I I revel. I revel in the realm that pe- that mainstream people find unpalatable. Mm-hmm. That's the music I like. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share some hip hop with you after this no, show. No, no, so no, 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 no. So check this out. <laughs> okay, so check go, go, this go. out. So let me let me give a little background real quick because I don't want you to just really judge me on this huge wide basis real quick. <laughs> it's not that it's not that I don't like hip hop. Okay, I I actually really enjoy very very meticulous hip hop that yeah. is the that is where i lie so little dicky is phenomenal 
Mm-hmm. I heard him and I go, oh my God, this is the weird owl of hip hop that I've been waiting <laughs> to listen to. Because Kinda. it has its brilliance in the writing and the storytelling. And then you could you could take away all of the storytelling and just listen to the beat of the way he says the words against the the music mm-hmm. that he's saying it over, and that is its own brilliant polyrhythms and stagnant and, and doubled stops and the way that he composes is like that is act. I can tell he put thought into that. Yeah, and I listen to it like I listen to a a progressive music song. And and I, I I judge those in the same way. I listen to Eminem. He's starting to get it. <laughs> no, no. So Eminem, I get the same thing. The brilliance of him. Um, I listen to Atmosphere. I like that. Yeah. I, um, so so I the, <laughs> no. There's there's real musicianship. When I can when I can hear and I hate terms. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hip hop. I hate that fucking term. Because I have no way to actually classify what hip hop means. Well, and a lot of a lot of it's a uh, blurring lines too. A name that I brought up earlier, uh, Childish Gambino, has been a really big. One I've for heard me. that name, Donald but Lover, I've never listened um, to it. Highly recommend. He he has put out some bad music. Um, he has an album out right now that's getting a lot of flack. He's straying kind of away from the hip hop. He's going more for like an R and B, almost like James Brown kind of sounding. Okay, like, he's got some okay. wicked screams. That's like cool. again, right. James Brown, like yeah. Again, that was perfect. Gotcha. That was clips, beautiful. Uh, Why not? Um, so like, so like, I like guys like Brother Ali. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, there, there's, there's a select few in that, and then I'll go the same way. So like, but it depends on what you're looking for too in it because uh, creativity, creativity, absolutely. But if you're like more political kind of stuff, doesn't matter. Of, sure. Uh, and again, one thing that's talked about a lot right now, Kendrick Lamar's new album, yeah. which again, there is so much thought in that. His some of his like social commentary on that, the things yeah. that he's talking about, like just like the race struggle and like the way that the media is portraying all of this is brilliant. There's some parts of the album I don't like, but but again, like you said, yeah. the musicianship and really just the thought. Some of the things that he's bringing up and kind of like putting out there you can't not respect that yeah right and, 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 and like i have you know there's i find myself in a realm where i know i'm a i'm a metal i'm a rock sure. based human like like if there was if there was to <laughs> yeah. be a basis of like slower side versus faster side i'm on the faster side of music sure that's that's where my life lives and <laughs> and i really don't dig much on the slower like tempo wise mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't matter even if it's metal if it's if it's a s- slower I, I don't know that's <laughs> I, I i can't quite cognate you live in the fast lane <sighs> yeah <laughs> i don't know you like a lot of slower music too like softer stuff done by people that do rock music too i guess i, I, I mean we I were talking know, about incubus right. earlier I guess. that's some yeah I, you I, like yes you don't but, listen to it now but I well, mean, what's well no, no. So I, so no, no. So you're right. You got to be is, in the right mood. There, it. No, you're right. It's it's man. It's so fucking broad. More of I want to get to in in mm. in this and it's, and music it's, that you would write is way different than what you, you know, listen to, of course. And what um, you choose I, to listen to is way different than what you would like just naturally accept as like decent music. You choose to listen to. I don't know. You're always pressing like the bounds. I don't know. I don't know. I listen to music that, like I said before, I try. I try to always be listening to music that is breaking the mold of like mm-hmm. what people probably wouldn't want to hear. Yeah, 
but well, but in a tasteful kind of way but what i wanted to go with you was um you're kind of you're almost pushing a mold in a way of like let's be as presentable as possible and hook them with our flavor in sure the easiest way well and that that's another thing too again not not having as hands-on uh of a part in the writing process as i did with divides and doing things like that again we uh brian obviously uh, <laughs> i've i've been attached to his writing style forever the way that he right. plays the feels behind that mm-hmm. and again trying to make something more palatable um and i don't know if i mentioned this earlier the, again the alaskan band the hoons yeah um sean yes, is, is singing for the project and it, the dude's as talented as he is attractive like <laughs> and no, him I, kind of seen, putting I've, that down i've seen him play quite a few times yeah no impressive. phenomenal and and being able to do that so i guess the the kind of presence that i'm trying to bring to that is again looking kind of under the hood um and okay, and billy cool. billy the keyboard player and just like looking at like all these things how much can you layer there what kind of weird things and uh i was telling you uh before the show again even in one of the choruses uh Jason, we telling Jason. Jason, yes. Yeah, sorry, I, oh, no, pointing doesn't work listeners here. Listeners <laughs> can't see that. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Um, but no, like one of the choruses is just a Game Boy sound clip. Again, he modified a Game Boy to make a sort of like 16-bit sound. Oh, very, very and, cool. And just to, to be able to play with that, I want to bring that sort of thing, not just in a live energy, but when you listen to it, I want there to be something that not necessarily catches you not that you hear the first time you listen to that song right but for a pop song if you're going to hear yes. something like that more than once every time you listen to it you kind of hear hold on what was that oh yeah like there's something that draws you in and that's something that always really appealed to me about heavy music i mean yeah. uh even a, a recent example dance gavin dance did you listen to much I of them I, yeah. I actually have not at all i feel like every and that's you know oh, post hardcore yeah. and again really weird almost i feel like their uh, main guitarist, the songwriter uh, for that band, listened to a lot of Frank Zappa. Like, I just gotcha. feel just it's really weird. Their song titles are often super long, really weird uh, lyricism and stuff like that. But when I listen to that band, I hear new things every time. Yeah. Very you good. hear that, like, that guitar run, like, yeah. oh shit, that, that's Jeez. his vocal hook at the end of the song. You don't yeah, realize that. I hear, uh, I, I, uh, I've listened to them a couple times actually, just because. Uh, the Maybreeze were super into get dance camera. <laughs> yeah. And and just one example. It I mean makes there's sense. there's countless, but I, I, I think it's important and that's the kind of thing that, that stands a lot longer than just a catchy hook or a a good vocal line or a lyric that you can relate to, being able to go back to it and have that be a new song for you. To hear something different, to be able to experience it a little bit differently as you notice little details. Absolutely. So I guess that that's that's where my head is at with that, and you know I I want to be involved with music as long as I can. I'm and, sure. And see with what you just said there, I that's exactly what you just said. That's exactly what I look for in music as well. Mm-hmm. Those little tasty things that they put in there that they just carry through throughout the song. You don't recognize until you've listened to it thirty times, and you're like. Oh, they're the same parts. At the yeah. At the end. <laughs> well, and that you know across yeah, that the board. Epiphany. With bands to do that, but, and to name drop them again, Childish Gambino, because now you have to listen to it. I've said Childish it three Gambino. times. No, I Going actually have his... a list here oh. of, of bands that previous guests have told me that I've been going through and listening to. Um, um, the whole album, Because of the Internet, by him. There's stuff, I still listen to it, either whether, because 
he's incredibly intelligent. Um, just some of the things that he throws into his songs or some of the like clever metaphors and stuff like that. I'll listen to it about a year later and be like, oh, that's what that line meant. Or like, oh, that's kind of these different references. And it's all very fast paced. So if that's more your uh, speed there with uh, quickness or whatever, not necessarily BPM. But yeah, I just no, recently, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's hard to quantify. Sure. Uh, I just recently, I was on the same boat as Aaron for a minute, like when we when we just moved to Portland, and I was like only listening to basically rock, new metal, harder music, <laughs> sure. progressive music, all that. And then recently, now that we're not doing so much, and like I don't know, my wife really enjoys uh, hip hop, rap, you know, even top forties music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. Ed Sheeran really comfortable <laughs> listen to uh, i'm not gonna castle on the hill that's a great song <laughs> yeah think what you will that's a great song <laughs> no man I, well and then like i just don't connect no you, don't well you it. don't you don't know these you know i don't even know it what either. it is yeah you don't even what know is an ed sheeran <laughs> <laughs> i know so. i know listen so the only thing i know about ed sheeran is he is um existing on this planet just like me striving to find the soul that he lost because he happened to be born a ginger <laughs> I, we, we share that in common your That's red awesome. beard is glowing right now with pride for your community it is. <laughs> we're we're actually sending little beams to each other ed sheeran it's somewhere like is his hair is glowing <laughs> yes my beard is top head. Every uh, carrot top is somewhere. We're all around. He's on stage in Tokyo right now, and the crowd's losing their shit because he's glowing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, that being said, like, Ed Sheeran and uh, I want to say Lupe Fiesco are one of those other, like, that is a name. (laughs) Yeah, one of those really popular rappers. Like, uh, I know Ed Sheeran sings Old School Love. It's a song. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's, like, a mix between, like, his singing and, like, really, you know, decent like rap about emotions love you know Mm. i don't know i kind of enjoy that music now more than i ever have and i really i like bob bobby ray i don't know if you ever (laughs) heard that rapper i think he's awesome because he doesn't rap about like you know shit that he's not experiencing he's well and and i think that 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 is a point that i kind of wanted to bring back to this i think the ultimate underlying thing is just authenticity that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me i don't i don't care genre i don't care any of this just as long as it is authentic you're not trying to write to a certain style we talked country music earlier there's a lot of awful country music out there but there's also some really authentic country music of there there there's some amazing country artists yeah oh yeah that I was just, I was actually, that's funny you brought that up. I was literally sitting here on my phone right now trying to Google and remember the name of this country artist that is out right now. And he's a picker and he is like, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, we can come back to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I mean. I'm just, it but was no, funny that uh, you brought that up. My brain was in the same spot. But just again, authenticity across the board. And, and that's something that is really hard to find. I think all three of us can say we found it in rock and or yeah. heavy rock. That was the first authentic music listening experience. Um, and people can tell there's no way of faking that. I mean, there's a way of making it marketable while faking it. But for people looking for that in music, you can't, you can't fake that. There's no... I'm genuine, right? Uh, you can see right through it. I mean, there's no... Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, which is cool. And it's great to talk to other musicians about this. Like, we've always thought that about you guys. And it was just crazy to realize that we're in the same state all of a sudden. Uh, we were talking <laughs> earlier, that first what, Warped battle, right? Yeah. Battle oh, of Warped Tour. Um, so, so we were playing... Funny. 
we were playing okay. that, and I remember thinking, uh, uh, CJ and I at the time were talking about it, and we were looking at the lineup, and it was like, oh, Fighting Silence, like, oh, that's funny, there's an Alaskan band named Fighting Silence, <laughs> just actually saying that, and then seeing you guys at the show, you're like, what? So <laughs> what's, what's funny is is we had, being Fighting Silence, being us at the time, before we moved to Alaska, we've been like, oh man, we knew who the divides were and we had seen you guys yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> you we, guys had, were like a way bigger fish in the pond, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were, we weren't even a, the biggest peninsula band. Yeah. And, we were, and, and well, we guys, were driving 150 miles to play like the opening gig for the, at Taproot for the, because yeah. for like, you know, we were driving up to Anchorage and doing all that shit. And oh, you guys, it like, sucked. <laughs> I'll never forget when we played at the Taproot. Oh, and man. We, Actually, our set was kill, but then we tried to cover 36. And we failed. And we fucked it up. <laughs> Nick, and honestly, it wasn't actually, it, that was only one minor thing. Yeah. I couldn't sing that shit nearly <laughs> as good as I could right now either. It right. was actually equal But, to my you fault. know, we, we had <laughs> we'd had this mentality very much before before we had even planned it as a band to make a move here. Like, like you guys were like not that you were competition like actually adversaries but you were like the next step up of what bands could be in alaska and then you guys moved out and then we had played a couple more shows and then we moved like just we moved very I mean, similarly to, yeah to the same time period yeah though, very right? i mean we were here we got here in september of 2013 okay right yeah yeah, 2013, September 2013. I mean, after a big move like that, that was it probably took us almost that long to play shows. I mean, uprooting yeah. your life, that's a huge thing. Uh, being yeah. able to do that. And like we talked about a little bit earlier, just it's not for everybody. No. It, it, it's really hard to do that. And it, it sucked. There's no getting around that. Like a move that big, a transition. And especially, oh, yeah. I'd never even been to Oregon before. We didn't have cars. I didn't. Did, yeah, I was public transit. Every single one of no. us is public transportation. Um, we so me and Jason moved down here in September of 2013. Mm. Two God, I want to say it was 2012, but that seems like it was no, it was 2012 because at the end of no 13. Sorry, because okay. at, at this September will be four years, so it was 2013. Um, and then our drummer and guitar player Elias, mm -hmm. and then Nick moved down in 2014. Um, and that's when we started gigging, and then we quickly gigging. <laughs> gigging. <I like> that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like, man. But we were, you know, just going out and hitting places, looking places to play. Um, and we quickly kind of met up with Mike Thrasher, got mm -hmm. invited to the Battle of Band thing. Um, and the fir the very first band we played, you guys were there, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Like, guys, this divides like, <laughs> like we. They moved before us and like they're doing it and we're now here. Like, what what are we gonna like it was cool, man. It was really I'm not gonna lie, we put a freaking D on the board. We and put a circle around it. So and um, we're like, Ugh. <laughs> Oh yeah. We had written your guys a divides logo. <laughs> the backwards in, D. Yeah, was the it? backwards D up <laughs> in the corner. I had your card like when you guys had the um the fucking uh business card <laughs> with the like the scannable like, yeah, yeah the qr codes you know yeah like, we thought that was gonna stick it did not right <laughs> well you know i was like into it just because i had it sure and then, uh i don't know we, <laughs> we like, stuck it up there and like we had this thing like like it was a Let's passion for a thing. while like 
like we got we ha- we had something to keep up with. Mm-hmm. We like had you guys were doing. We got to try. I we have know. to. You it, inspired it, us. It was an in inspiration. It it was almost like we we not. It's so hard to quantify, man. Sure. Like like we at some points we felt like it was a competition. We went and you know and but at the same time like. Like we were like Alaskan camaraderie, all, you know, Alaskan yeah. camaraderie. Like, if these guys can do it. We can do it too, you know. And that was a thing is like you guys were making it, and then all you had music videos coming out and lyric <laughs> videos coming out, and like, and and we were like, oh, like, holy shit, guy, <laughs> man, right I don't know. Edge. It it's gave right, us know. it gave us something to look forward to, and and it's it's kind of I don't know. It's really cool. And I maybe alluded to alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast, but it's cool to have you in here in the studio now because honestly, for me and you, this is the very first conversation we've ever had that was <laughs> actually like a real words are exchanged. Hey, yeah. Aaron and Joe now know each other. Before it was like, hey man, we're like Alaskan bands and we're both bass players and good set, buddy. And nice like, set, bro. <laughs> see, ya, see ya next time. Yeah. Well, and it's hard. It's hard getting outside of that. Isn't um, it? Just because that become not necessarily your identity, but again, you have those conversations. That's your relation with a lot of people. Yeah. And it's been really hard too, switching genres and kind of getting out of that and seeing that because it's still, I still love, uh, Portland has some amazing heavy music. This is, a, it's it metal. It's a great here, man. Oh, it's phenomenal. And, and bands that blow Blow me away too, not just like, oh, they're cool people and they're doing good things. I listen to some of their recordings. I don't know if you knew the band uh, We the Wild. Of course. Yeah. Which, yes. again, their album uh, from the Cities We Fled, I believe was the name. Um, yep. Hearing yep, yep. that was just, I, I want to give you my money. I, I don't want just because you're good people, not like you are pushing the bounds of this. You are writing some really progressive stuff. Um, just went to see Sustainer. Yeah, wow. Sustainer's yeah. another great one. That's which and, again, super good dudes, and uh, which is awesome because all of these bands. So here's the weird there's thing: there's a lot of other people. There's a lot other, of other, other bands, bands that they're all in. I mean, and, of course, I, you know, <laughs> so you start going Sojourner and mm-hmm. and and naming all these other bands. And it, what's crazy is is like to to reflect on just past and music here. We moved here all from Alaska, being really like. We're lucky if we get a band up there. <laughs> yeah. And 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 we have now and we can sit here between the three of us and we've played all these different shows, and we've done all these different things, and yet we've been a part of some of the same shows. And we can name all these amazing bands that are around here that we've all like we we were lucky enough to share a stage with. I mean, and they're like these are the handfuls, these are the ones that are coming to the top of the mind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not even breaking the. the no, we're scraping plane. the surface yeah. here. I could talk for oh, yeah. another whole podcast about just Portland bands that have taken in, us in. in one genre. Yeah, and not and again, I, I it's hard distinguishing that line because so much of it, I want to be like, oh, they're great people and they really like took us under their wing when we moved here and uh-huh. stuff like that. But past that, just the music, looking at some of the music that's coming out of Portland, and that's really it cool really to see. Is. Right, it's, it's everyone's really. I don't know. It seems like musicians are just naturally hungry here. I don't know if we are all we're just like festering. We're just like tight. <laughs> well, we're tight. A lot of musicians, so here, you know. So what I don't what I don't have is a, is a um like kind of a representation between this and anywhere else. So I would musically I would, only like, music home. Scene. So, so <laughs> I mean, you know I've at home, home. back home. <laughs> you know I the only other place other than Alaska that I've actually lived for 
years at a time was in Phoenix, but at the time I was in college, I wasn't a musician at that time. Sure. So I don't have a, a place where I could say I lived as a home and also called my bass for my band to rep to like judge Portland's music scene against like say Austin's music scene or San Francisco's music scene or you you, you know what I mean like um I, no I, and it, it's different so, too cause... so I would like to say that like Portland has this fucking amazing music scene and like it doesn't matter the genre everybody can be cross cultural and 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 you know we we can all yeah. you know cuz cuz really it is i've played some mixed genre shows oh yeah <laughs> here where we have a head like a screamo metal band a prog band a pop punk band and an indie acoustic show yeah. all on the same card uh-huh. and everybody loves each other and i would like to think that is like ubiquitous to portland but i've never judged it against the austin music scene or the blah 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 music scene or the chicago you know i i don't know i don't know is it a i mean do you have a reference to that have you found it um well like, again i grew up in san diego but i wasn't playing music at that point i was going to a lot of shows um specifically soma san diego was like my second home uh gotcha. which is just this music venue i want to say it was an old movie theater that they like tore the walls out of and just made it this really like long venue, kind of underground, concrete floors, stuff like that. And I was there as often as I could afford it uh, through high school and stuff like that, seeing all these underground bands, like uh, seeing from first to last, uh, who is now Skrillex, like <laughs> back Very when he cool. was 15 wow. and screaming it. Did you not know that? No. Skrillex. Wow. He used to front and like, I think first the term to last, from really? first to last, um, which I think the I've term, heard that name before the term like screamo gets thrown around a lot just any music that's this is an actual yeah. screamo band like that is a genre that's a yeah. very specific yeah. from first yeah. to last from first yeah. to last so i saw them i saw like he is legend open for them who now just holy shit uh, he is yeah legend played the bossa nova ballroom last month yeah uh, here in portland like they're still Damn. going strong like this, yeah and seeing that but I, again i wasn't playing music i wasn't a part of that scene um the only kind of uh comparison i could make uh we went on tour as divide sorry the the previous band um we went to texas with this band here lies the hero um who was they up and came uh out of texas out of um you know a, a smaller town but they played bigger cities and stuff like that uh anyways they reloc- relocated to la but we got to go on what they called the homecoming tour the first time they had been home um mm-hmm. And we didn't get a huge glimpse because um, we played all over in Texas. It was like basically the drive down there, played a couple shows to get to Texas, played a bunch of shows in Texas, and then came back, um, which was their home state. Again, the homecoming and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't see the scene, but the support that we saw, um, the few shows that they had around their hometown, it was so cool to see that, to see that support, the people that came out for them. For uh, Some of them were musicians that had played with this band, uh, Here Lies the Hero, and or just, again, people that knew them knew them as they were up and coming and still coming out to support um so i don't i guess i to answer the question i don't have an intimate uh perspective of that but i think at least on the level that we have been playing or doing stuff like that it's i think that exists i think there is that support for it there's that love there's the people all across and not just the u.s i think that's an international thing that people want that authenticity people want something something real like that and they're willing to search it out um, and they find home, whether, you know, obviously us all being rock background type stuff. I get why people go towards these heavier bands and stuff like that. I see the connection, but it's cool to see that that is pretty universal. 
That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in one sense or another, I think, to bring it back home to the yeah. initial point, that's what I want. I want an authentic experience. I want something that people can relate to because I think that's invaluable. So Exactly. And, and so I guess that really that really explained, I guess, from the blunt of my I, I I kind of applied two questions at the beginning, um, and and you really like that was probably the best answer that ever could have been given for what you want to do with your music. Mm-hmm. What drives you? What's your is inspiration? That a, oh, is that a new question? Well, that was actually uh, the first okay, question yeah, exactly, to my two. Yeah. What 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 is your inspiration to keep doing it? Like, what do you what do you gain from it? Out of that authentic connection, out of out of, of you producing that authentic like that, out of you producing that authentic connection as a musician, like you sitting here now making your pop music, doing it with the divides before, mm-hmm. like pursuing it still, changing your changing the genre of music you're playing, but still being live out there performing, wanting to do it, producing music. What, what, what is your drive to keep doing it? And what do you gain? Like, um, so that is, I mean, personal. to get real cheesy, no, I don't know you, if this is like a Tumblr quote. Oh, no, or no, something. no. Yeah. This is exactly actually probably what <laughs> you're right. going to say is what he's looking for. Um, <laughs> but no, I remember seeing this and I, I want to say it was like a Tumblr quote or just some like, uh, online sharing feel good whatever but the quote again be who you needed when you were younger um and that i've never even heard I've that oh heard see that i'm over here thinking oh, it's a cliche Holy shit. <laughs> no. be who you needed when you were younger yeah i should be james hetfield right now <laughs> like right like i should be that's what you i mean needed. well that's what you needed when you were younger but that that's, that's one awesome. of the things and that that's interpreted different by that. every person no, no i, I awesome. get it yeah, but again, music for me, finding that sense, finding kind of who I was and my identity with that, that that was something that I, I <laughs> who knows where I would be without that. It, it shaped That's me, amazing. it defined me, it made me feel a sense of home within myself. I needed that as a kid, and I want to be able to convey that, I want to be able to give people that, to find a home in music, to find something that makes them feel that they didn't even necessarily know they felt. Just the sense of like relatability, human connection. I mean, that's for me, that's the most important thing. That's fucking beautiful. That's bro. really cool. And <laughs> like, actually, that's that... probably the most profound thing that's ever been said on the show. <laughs> that's the we started stuff. with dick jokes, and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> All right, but no, that Naturally. that's what drives me. That I guess at the end of the oh, day, good. that's being sort of... that good, being what you want to to hear being what you looked for as a kid and again you want to be that to, for somebody it's yeah to, what, to i've heard another, a similar saying you know like some be, different... be the change you want to see in the world you know but i like the way that was put because you it's, know it's it, it really is about because well, it doesn't apply to the world it applies to just to children yeah well i to, like the well, fact yeah, to children you know it's innocence kind of in a sense and that's what i liked about this saying it was mm. it's kind of like I don't know. I imagine like I had everything that I needed. I needed as a child. And it was like, you know, be what you needed as a child was, you know, what you had said. But, you know, really, if I was to choose now, if there was something that I would have like wanted extra or a (laughs) a person that I would have been like, oh, in my life, like I'd have been like, hey, Jackie Chan, like. (laughs) <laughs> help help me out teach me how to do some stunts okay. like so what you're saying at this point is that you're gonna start a martial arts career <laughs> no well yeah i don't know i was just trying to <laughs> then, spice it up a little bit sure, sure. but but know. it could have been jackie chan it could have been Whoever. i mean yeah chris tucker 
Well, I think comedy is important too. I mean, you guys are doing this sort of a podcast. Stand up. I've always been a fan of stand up, and that's like. Oh, we could go way deep in this. I've been watching a lot of stand up lately. I cool. are you? Are you a fan of like classic stand up or new? Uh, across the board again this goes back to our initial point it's not genre specific it's not industry Authent- authenticity, authenticity. Um, like, yes the ones who are funny as fuck so here's a here's a thing that we really do <laughs> we really focus on as a podcast is motivation uh-huh. and inspiration inspiration positivity um, we've and I want to play you something he just alluded to it right now. I want right. to play you something. We recorded this. This was so so. We do two podcasts a week, just so to fill you in. Okay, get our listeners may know this, they may not. If you're a first timer, you don't know this they're at all. A, they're about to know it. We record two podcasts a week. We record a long guest podcast every weekend, every Saturday night with a new guest, and we play a vinyl, and that's where we do all yeah. this. What you're hearing right now, every Wednesday night we me and Jason record what we called a bazooka episode and it's just a little quick shot and okay. it's like 45 minutes an hour long and about it's our week about, about our cool week stuff, it's, uh, it's interesting articles we find or yeah. current events sure. or not really politically based if we did it'd get ugly and we'd have <laughs> really a lot more terrible crap on reddit <laughs> yeah so you know we but but we we do a little personal just me and Jason no other stuff podcast on wednesdays and bazooka episodes anyway so we recorded this at the beginning of our last bazooka episode the one episode 31 the one we just did which was actually probably one of the better bazookas one of our better (laughs) if not the best bazooka episode we've done we've done to date Mm -hmm. i mean it was really good but we recorded this and we turned it into this little inspirational thing um this is this was all. This was the beginning of our episode, and this is a hundred percent unchoreographed. Like none of this mm. was planned. This is live. This is right at the beginning of the start of last. Okay, episode. yeah. And um, we we're gonna turn it into a video, and we're gonna make this big production video out of it. And we're gonna really try and make this like this minute long clip that we can share and be this thing that people watch. Anyway, check this out, buddy. Yo, everybody. What's up? How you doing out there? This is another journey through time and stuff. We got a sick beat just to uh, make you guys feel yeah. good about uh, yourselves. Yeah. We want you guys to get hyped up. We yeah. want you guys to be like, oh man. Finally, maybe you're in your car. You know, maybe you're at the gym. Maybe, who knows? But we want you to be excited maybe about you're a man. life. Yeah, maybe you're a woman. Maybe you're a man wanting to be a woman or a woman wanting to be a man. It doesn't matter. All that stuff. It's soul. It's it's who you be yourself. And you love that, and you go out into the world, and you spread your little seed. And you make that seed a positive one. And you make that tree cast shadows over the haters because they don't deserve the sun. True that. Right. True that. And you just you be that tree, and you freaking soak in all those rays, and you just get bigger, baby. You just get bigger. At night, when I'm holding my baby close to me, I hold her tight. Real tight. And then we go on a journey through time and stuff. Thanks for listening. Yeah. That's our clip. <laughs>
We we have found the weird again, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got back to the weird. Right, thank you. We we had gotten way too off topic with all this positivity and inspiration. We're back to the weird. <laughs> but We're back that to the was, point. That was just no, I love like, it. Sh- shed the haters, put them in <laughs> right. that little shadow. Shh, don't eat them. They don't deserve the sun. Um, and with that, <laughs> they, they don't deserve yeah. the sun. <laughs> thank you. And with that, we're going to play our third song of the night, which I feel like really encompasses kind of what we were. It, we didn't intend this that like we no. didn't script the conversation to lead here. But no. I love how well this next song kind of yeah, sums that up. This this really does, because we've talked about, you know, positivity, where you build things from having them built up foundations of stuff being able easily to be knocked down but yet while it's standing seeming so solid and rolling with the punches too because yeah. i mean we we only briefly delved into the the difficulty of moving the process of like bands breaking up i mean we oh, could yeah. go for days well, and days but well, this song talks we also about a have a whole segment right after the song plays oh we get to talk more oh, oh we yeah can, we can do that i thought we no. were wrapping up i was no. trying to like sum this up real this quick this is just <laughs> no this is just the third song we're gonna play this song we're we're going to come out of it and we're going to the last bit of this conversation is kind of the yeah. sojourn through the rest of the episode. I see. Okay. And yeah. I'm getting ahead of bec- myself because I, I yeah. do want it. That's exactly where I wanted to go was like relying on people, bands breaking up, like that feeling of law. Lo- I want to go there. I should have just this. trusted you is what you're saying. I should, <laughs> I should <sighs> take my own advice no, and roll with the no, punches. What, you, what you're saying <laughs> is, is you had a very good, brilliant instinct of where the show was going <laughs> and um look at you turning this you're into good a compliment there. you're good <laughs> in there a little bit. let's do it here comes the third song one of my all-time favorites absolutely aaron is getting in there and dropping the needle he has made contact let it ride that was a good drop like naturally sinks in like he double picks the same note like the lead note she 
drew a wheelchair to the edge of the shore and to her leg she smiled, you won't hear me no more. But then a sight she never seen made her jump and say, look a golden winged ship was passing my way. And it really didn't have to stop. It just kept on going. And so castles made of sand slips into the sea. Oh man, that's good every single time. Is it all right? Did I choose a good album for uh, this set list here? <laughs> oh man, Th- no, this was amazing, man. This was <laughs> man, absolutely phenomenal. Call. I didn't Let's mean see. for it to work its way into the conversation like it did, but that was really cool. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, it's funny because we've had, you know, this is now the you're the man. I want to say you're the tenth guest we've had on the show. Okay, and episode thirty-two. I'm holding on to that number. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and. This does not mean this is the only time you're here. Um, yeah, I hope not. This has been not. great. This is so much fun. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got a new music project going. You guys yeah. are going to be doing stuff. And I mean, we'd love to have another, you know, another person from the project, you know, whoever oh, well, come back. Yeah, and, no. And Brian and I did a lot of interviews in the past doing stuff like that. Like him and he would love this sort of format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So, so yeah. And, and so, th- so this is cool because we're, we're gearing up, you know, we're going to, sp- we're really trying to gear toward having like having guests and being this kind of sure. thing, our main main, it didn't start out this way. Our podcast right. did not start out this way, but having guests <laughs> is kind of flowed to being more our thing, uh, realizing how many people we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the beginning of June, we're having um, Elias from noise brigade and Nathan, both both of them are going to be in here, and that's going to be our first two person <laughs> podcast we're going to have. Okay, is, is the first week in June, and it's going to be the week right after they get they. So they they just left for tour last night. Yeah, and so they're on tour right now, and they're going to get back from tour, come in here, and just have a podcast right after they get back from tour. Um, that's and cool. so that'll be our first two person podcast. But we would love to have you guys back in mm-hmm. once your music video thing happens, and. No, and yep. again, like super happy to be doing this and everything. I was bummed that I didn't have music to share. Oh, uh, it's still it's definitely, fine. you know. This is leaving people well, waiting. I mean, if anything, yeah. <laughs> people have heard of the music that you've done. And yeah, they've here's heard, hoping. <laughs> they've heard the band that, you know, you've been I would, in. I would not, almost guarantee most of our out. fans know who the divides are. I saw right. the little Alaska map on there. I, uh, <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of Alaska listeners. Cool. There are, there are actually our second most listened state is Alaska. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's been cool too. I mean, just getting Love to keep you, with Alaska. that. It wasn't intentional <laughs> with this new project, but working with again, we have four Alaskans yeah. in this band. <laughs> yeah, uh, we stick together. There is that camaraderie. Nothing there is wrong something. with that. No, I mean, that's but, kind of what Aaron and I like. I don't know. We've when, stuck with. I mean, with that's, fighting silence. It's only really. I mean, we haven't we've, ever. We've never had a non-Alaskan in our band. That's so ever. funny. <laughs> um, and and we went through it's nothing like personal against two guitar players, state. two drummers. <laughs> You know, we sure. two singer. We've gone through it all, um, but we kind of alluded to this before the podcast. Um, we want to get into like, I mean, making bands work is probably it's easy for people outside of the music industry to look at a band and see them putting out music and think that you know 
they're a bunch of guys and they're having a fun time <laughs> and they're jamming together and there's good buddies playing all the time. Which it, like it should be that way. It <laughs> can be that can way. be and it should be can be and should be, but it it I think that that's even in the best situation possible that's false. Not 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 false, but you can't say that's all the time. At the end of the day, yeah, you are no, still you're right. four or five, however many people, you are people. It is that many humans with that many emotions, that many feelings, and that that starts to wear. You see that because nobody, nobody's consistent. Everybody gets sad sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like, thank you for that. Yeah. No, I mean, like, every, you, you go through this. Uh, that's just that's being a human. So when yeah. you get five humans together... It's not every day is great. Not there's some days yeah. where you you really groove on that. You, you're the best of friends. You're all laughing. You're doing that, and it gets hard when it's not. Um, I've always joked, and I think this is like way more true than we gave it credit for at the time. But talking about being in a band, like you're in a marriage with three other people or four, literally other, like, whatever. A hundred percent. A court. Uh, just a court didn't <laughs> oversee it. That's the only difference. Yeah, where you you have the good times. You really work together. You have those like power couple moments where you're like, oh, writing. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. We're we're writing out the Gym. we're working out in the gym together and you're helping me and i'm doing pull-ups with you on or you're, yeah you're playing a show together and that's like just the blissful sex and you're just like <laughs> these are the highlights of the relationship we all came together at the same time <laughs> wow the four of us all did it yeah and 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 you have those you have those great moments like there is in love and romance a hundred percent it's uh, it's it's a direct parallel but you also have the shit that you have to deal with you have the real every day yeah, yeah. really and and it's not just with one person it's you have one one of us had a bad day at work. Well, and they bring it to rehearsal. It's, it happens. <laughs> because, well, and honestly, in, in that, you, we're all best friends. We're in here. Mm -hmm. We're writing music together. We're relying on each other. Sometimes my bass strings break, and I honestly, because I have to pay rent, I don't. <laughs> yeah. bass strings are 50 bucks a set. Oh, I know. Bro, can you lend me <laughs> 25 bucks for bass strings? Because mm -hmm. you're my bro and your, stri your sticks haven't broken in a while. <laughs> like, uh -huh. like, you know, that is such a commitment to each other to continue this project going. Well, and to continue to think of because at that point, you do have to consider, like, the mental health of your bandmates and things like yes. that. You really, like, the mood Absolutely. that they're in, what, what they're dealing with on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all personal my, stuff. Yeah, my, my drummer's transitioning between jobs or uh, the, the vocalist just had this happen i mean there's endless examples with endless amounts of people i mean people are people life happens oh, it yeah. continues to happen our band see our band didn't stop and recognize mm -hmm. that that but was you, our but you coming have to down. well it's oh, a marriage we, we we know that now because <laughs> it's just me it's just me and jason <laughs> yeah. here that's you know we know we recognize that but but to our fault we didn't stop and recognize it like oh my god there were other things happening when but i think don't you, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, don't you see at the same time, like, what? Where, where's the line between what you bring and what is worth sharing? You know, what uh, I mean? musically or as far like, as like, like from outside, what, what, what you bring to practice versus what you leave as part of your outside life versus what you rely on their other bandmates to share with from your outside life because you need support. I mean, from from your outside life, I mean, in any sort of artistic endeavor, it should reflect life. It should be a part so. of what, and again, the authenticity conversation, it should reflect. That's the reason why I have freaking a billion unused lyrics. Yeah. Is <laughs> because every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to, 
I want to bring this to a band. I'm just like, (laughs) 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 no, and some of it sticks, especially lyrically, because that is so personal. But no, in what you're dealing with, that should be there. And there, the most important thing I think is that just there that there's a support network. If you are that intimate with those people, like going forward in that life, sharing, and especially moving. I mean, you guys know that that really wears on you. That that is a huge deal. And they even say what moving is one of the top three like stressful things you do. And that's not musicians. That's just people. No people in (laughs) general. Yeah. Yeah. Change that big of a change. No, there there needs to be that support, and more than anything, communication. And you know, I can't I can't say that I'm always the best at it. You guys realize that was a fault in previous situations and stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. it's the most important thing just communication checking in yep all of that because it is a marriage you have to spend so much time with these people but but (laughs) see but i i think i think i think that's actually a two-part thing communication has to be with honesty because there can be communication but if the (laughs) if half the communication is lying then it's not communication so yeah that's, so that's too close to home right now. I, I agree I, with you a hundred percent. That's 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 where we sit, man. And no. I think I think that's where the three of us in this room sit right mm. now. Um, is is with that sentiment. And I, I can see it in your face. No, when, when for you, sure. When you talk about music, <laughs> you know, and not not to go there, but yeah. but but in in our kind of recapping the whole night, mm. we uh, you know we honesty and communication are the the bundled together which everything relies on. Absolutely. Well, and, and honesty is really important too. And a lot of people have, I feel like, skewed versions of that. And we can go back to the Twitter <laughs> conversation. Yes. We can go back to any hundred <laughs> yes. percent. Oh my! Yeah, I'm man. just saying. You brought up a oh <laughs> skewed God. versions of reality. This is all another. We haven't even talked. We haven't even talked science. about science yet. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about our love for anything other than just music. But we could go into worldview. We could go into science. We can go into fake news. We could go into anything. And, and we said we were going to avoid politics. Well, <laughs> none of those represented any political party. Those You're, were just. Those were. We knew. Elements we knew of what reality. You were talking about. We could still. Of course. <laughs> we could state facts. <laughs> but um, but that, all of that is synonymous another, with another truth. Time. Sure, uh, and I guess the the point that I was kind of trying to get at there is that sometimes people are again projecting a different sense of reality that they want you to then make decisions based off of, yeah. and so you're you're not operating under all the facts. And while that maybe not direct lying or however you want to call it, whatever terminology you can put on it, it's still you are then acting in your life on a sense of an assumption an assumption that isn't actually the case yes and that can kind of leave you with like a not necessarily oh, what do i do from here <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm the tin man and i need grease in my arm <laughs> and uh yeah very specific metaphor but i like that one um <laughs> I, i'm so i i think our brains work on the same way man no that's, i'm into that uh but that's important i mean not just band stuff obviously relating it to a no life. intimate or romantic relationship life. all of that life yeah that's so important and it's it's difficult for me how many people again kind of see honesty and communication differently. That's really hard. No, very good. You know, I mean, I don't mean no as a disagreement. <laughs> you're I, wrong. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It is <laughs> no to the haters. No to the haters who deserve disagree with Joe, <laughs> and we give an explosion. You because guys do have was, sound clips. We, oh, yeah. We dude, haven't used any, really. We haven't much. made any. We could just could be like, we're going to talk about some fun stuff right now. Yeah, it's a happy time out here. We got weird. <laughs> we, could, we could do all types no, of No, I like that. that. I felt like a, a folk 
guy. I don't know. Uh, I, I like that one. I, I like could, that sound clip. I oh, could give man. you this one. I feel like I feel like we should do a story time. Do you want to do a story time? So each of us take turns. And we just oh man. Wait, we, can we go back are, to that first clip? I was is, feeling that one. Ba- go that is it gonna be like band life? Are we gonna or should we have a title for it? Here I sit, waiting for sound check to happen. <laughs> Every, are, everything seems like it was going good. Until something <laughs> You didn't explain the game. What are we doing? Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I is thought, story time. Oh, story time. Are we just like <laughs> You just continue on with his sentence? Like Okay, so you just wait for a long awkward pause. This and just felt I- old timey. I was gonna go back to the seventies, like back in my day. <laughs> he should start the story time. Okay. So this game no. is all about eye contact. Okay. Are we just <laughs> passing along a story? That's what's happening. It's, it's yeah. hot potato. We're going to talk about basically like a gist of the podcast, maybe <laughs> like the tough times of the bands. But, but, <laughs> silly. Check like this. Check this out. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll play along. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I'm handing off to Jason. He'll go to you. I walked down this road and I didn't realize. My horse had followed me since my driveway. And I said, horse, what you doing down here at the end of this driveway? We we very specifically talked about this. And the horse said, now listen, me as a receiver took a different message. What I heard was, why you gotta be running like that horse? Follow me out here, being that horse with your mind not listening to me well now listen here human me as the horse i recognize the fact that you told me i should follow you anywhere i go as long as my reins aren't touching the ground and i said here i said i said i said horse now that's not what i meant it was a metaphor i know that you took that as a sort of all-encompassing way to live your life but no, it, it, it was conceptual. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just a horse, so I don't quite understand the human conceptions. I think, an, I think a new game should be how many different accents can we count? Like how many different characters are we going across? No, you're right. That was that went weird. See, we do story time I sometimes. Maybe we, maybe we should. We, we should have even talked I, about it. Beforehand. I should describe the game <laughs> <We> better. <laughs> I should have described the game better. I, t- I tried to follow along. I just no, you great. did. You, <laughs> you did. Okay, great. sure. All you right. came in. I just wonderful. Okay, I was baffled by the initial. I thought like you were leaving the house and then like uh, horses oh, you? followed me down the driveway. Yeah, my I was horse trying to bring it me. back to the. No, you did great. The... No, you brought it back because <laughs> someone's alternate reality. That's what I was going and for. That, no, and and that's why I was, I was trying to symbolize like, <laughs> like it went what, off the rails. <laughs> It went off the rails if the rails were a horse-drawn carriage. Sure. I think it was the backing track. I felt like Foghorn Leghorn needed to make it. You're right. I said I said horse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I grew up on Looney Tunes as well. That That was a big part of it. Oh, heck yeah. What about this one? (laughs) That sounds like something. Are are we doing this again? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That was a fail. I I quit it. I don't think it went very well. (laughs) You're right. We should probably... Um, 
But again, we got to keep the weird. We, we got to keep the weird. I know. And and people were like, oh, we've been here this whole time, and now you hit us with that. No, man. We always have like a weird. We do have game. weird stuff. We've had some very successful story times. Usually, it's me and Aaron, and it's yeah. just like random. And I don't have the we'll rapport. Have keyboards. Was, yeah, it's okay. oh no, no, no. More of those walk downs. But you were fine. So I want with I, I kind of um, I guess I would say I assumed a viewpoint from you in the previous conversation we have. Um, and just talking before the whole podcast started, um, you're a you. You seem like a pretty fact based guy. And I like I, to think so. <laughs> all right, and and I I noticed I said the fake news, and you said very quickly, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah. so I can I can make some assumptions from there, but I don't want to like point. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but but what I want to say is is you pay attention to science. I, I I will gather. <laughs> we I feel like it's important. I'm learning it, now that not everyone thinks that, which is not, super weird to me. Oh, it so, is so weird. So you're obviously like, not a flat earther. <laughs> I just again, it's science. This isn't like opinion. This isn't all these. It's like right. I never thought we'd be at a point where it, uh, right what, now, right now, science. Like, we have to march for it, as Dude. in science that's not that should not be a thing you have to fight for <laughs> right right exactly oh uh, my god i'm okay no, so and i generally yeah okay sorry i'll we, let you finish your point we we asked this i i want if you feel like a spiel is necessary please give it but i asked this question okay. we asked this question to guests um mm-hmm. and do you feel what do you feel like life outside of the planet like aliens, do you fuck with the war? Do you fuck with the war? <laughs> exactly. Would aliens be like, "Oh man, they go hard on Earth"? <laughs> oh, Sorry. Or, would or, or would or would they be like, "Oh man, they go hard on Earth"? <laughs> <laughs> no, back to yeah. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> or, but for real, would life on life outside of the planet versus life underwater that is that is unexplored yet because we know how little we've unexplored under the earth under the underwater a lot going on the oceans the ocean everything that exists down there sure something much better at communicating than we've ever fathomed or you know what i mean like something equally evolved like as the humans did even though we we couldn't necessarily understand them until we found them and knew what they're doing oh you mean like i'm just trying to like Explain I don't want to say more. mermaid. I but feel like I want to say <laughs> I feel that's like a bad, you know, reference name. No, I, I get what you're getting at. So basically, the potential for life underwater versus right. What do you find more probable? Probable, like just statistically, space. No, and, and yeah. I'm answering. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, we know Earth is capable of sourcing life. That life can be sustained yeah. here. We know that. We know that. And the intelligence, that's a whole different part of it. But like literal life. But that's what I mean. We know that Earth has that. We don't necessarily know. Well, no, no, no. Intelligence. I mean, do jellyfish count? Dolphins are smart as fuck, bro. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is that <clears throat> we, we know that could be here. Thing. He kind of said that. I but again, know. jellyfish. Jellyfish don't necessarily have brains or any thought. No. Past, but does that count? That no. nerves. So if we you found know. if we found another planet that was just full of jellyfish, you'd be like, nope, no life in the universe. Just jellyfish. no, no, they would be alive. Life, they have no yeah. consciousness. Sure. So literal I would consciousness. Say, I would say that 
the representation and it's all survival and based. yes like, yeah well it is all survival based and it, there is a sliding scale but there is a hunt like, like there is an absolute difference in definition between the way jellyfish act toward one another because as far as we can tell there is no action toward one another mm-hmm. versus the way that orca whales represent themselves in pods and families and cliques and have different dialects and the way they speak and emotions and and empathy all and, of that and, and going yeah. to orcas one of the things that fascinated me most is finding out that they, obviously they hunt they eat seals and things like that mm-hmm. they will take a seal and there's like very thorough documentation of this they will take a seal way out to sea and just fuck with it not yeah, kill yeah. it not oh, eat yeah. it but throw it around dunk it underwater oh, yeah. like pass it back and, and they'll bring it back alive they don't kill it. They will literally bring this seal back to shore. They torture uh, it and go, now tell everybody else what you experienced. And it just, it looks like they're having fun. And who oh, knows yeah. their well, concept of fun well, or no, but, leisure, but, oh, yeah. but there's but, thought. There is but, very specific thought behind that. So here's another weird thing is, is with that, I've, I've read a couple studies and I'm, I'm, I, I kind of pay attention to genealogy and endocrinology mm. and things like that. And they found studies in, not only rats, mm-hmm. but in goats and sheep, um, and in which you will have species of rats, goats, which are induced to an experience, kind of like a, a out outward social pressure almost, in which they had, like with mice, for example, they had an experiment where they took this species of mice a genus of mice mm-hmm. okay and in one genial in in one um um god what am i thinking generation generation okay. thank you thank you thank you my brain um <laughs> in one generation they experience them to a scent and every time they puff this scent into the air they would shock the floor that the mice were standing on and it would give them a little tiny shock in their feet not not like paint but you know sure to the point where to the point where the mice became aware that when they smelled this smell mm-hmm. a shock was coming it, it they inhibited a, a cognitive reaction in the mice mm-hmm. then they let these mice breed for generation to generation to generation and later down the road they took one of the generation of mice and tested this mice inhibited the same smell and the mice showed the reaction that they thought the shock was coming, even though they had never been experienced to a shock before. It was simply evolutionary pressure based that they recognized the smell meant a shock. And it, they, they, I mean, clear clinical trials, double blind studies sure. passed down. So they've inferred then that this could be a thing where orcas, killer whales, Fuck with seals. <laughs> no, no, check this. Check no, this. No, go on. I'm <laughs> Orca yeah. whales fuck with seals because they say the orcas may recognize that the seals have less ice to hide on and are becoming like, it's almost like a pre thing like, hey, you guys better get good at surviving out in the water longer because the whales may recognize there's less ice. Mm-hmm. Global warming might be affecting things more. Mm-hmm. And they've only recognized this pattern of behavior with orcas and seals 
in the last 40 years, mm-hmm. it's we've been watching orcas and whales for hundreds of years. <laughs> orcas and seals, I mean, you know. They're we've, only making them tougher because they're, they're no making them no tougher. Uh-huh. They still eat them every once in a while so they can live. Well, I mean, yeah, that is of a course. big part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they eat them, but, still eat them but, but that's so specific. I mean, it's kind of has to be about something different. Maybe exactly. Yeah, maybe they know that they need to keep the species alive too. So you so think they can live? But, but you think alien life outside the planet is more probable than and it more advanced, like a cognitive underwater life we haven't discovered yet? I mean, I just again going statistically. Mm. Obviously, we know that the Earth can sustain life. We've talked yes. about that, but also it's Earth-sized in comparison to the vastness of the universe. One hundred percent, not that big. The Earth or the, the Earth. No, the oh, Earth. the Earth is tiny. You see those like scales where it shows like the sun and then like actual boom, suns. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. like real uh, stars yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, we're we are nothing. So yeah. all that expansiveness, like, no, I think there is a greater potential. And with that, with oh, all yeah. of those possibilities, I, I mean, I, it's one of those things. And you've heard lots of people say it. There can't not be. There can't not be some right. form of life. Right. We are no, barely. Shit. We just got images no, of, of Pluto I, and I mean, we're blown I, away. I'm, I'm, I'm with form of life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking cognitive. I don't know what we get to call cognitive though, because our our scope of this as humans is so limited. We are carbon based. Okay. We are like very. Let me say this. Okay. Dogs, birds. Of one species, recognize dogs and birds of other genuses while they're all the same species. We recognize that ants pay attention to where bees fly. Mm-hmm. They can detect pheromones. Okay, so those would all be, I would say, conscious in the fact that they have an outward perception of being. Mm-hmm. They pay attention to an outward source. We recognize that we exist. I would not say a bird recognizes it exists. Well, self-awareness, it just, yeah. Cognition. Sure. That's or, my that's where I would that's where I would begin to separate where they are because we prove that most primates mm-hmm. recognize at a point that they like they look in reflection and they can tell the difference between their reflection and another ape's reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They rec- if they were to look into a mirror or or a TV screen because they don't recognize it's a mirror, but they if you can take a, a chimpanzee, a bonobo ape, a a, a a a gorilla, and have it look in a mirror and study its own face, and then have it look in a TV and show it a different gorilla's face, and it will know if it's in a mirror or if it's looking in a TV at something else. Like it, it, they can tell the difference between their own. They can recognize their own self versus another self. While it's like a perceived self, like we compromise. They, they still know. They know that something else is not them. That is exi- We we have. Well, to take we that, know that. Yeah, now. and so to take that a step further, and again bring it back to the podcast, being our conversation earlier, being able to say like, "Nah, you're a hard rock guy." That that's more than being able to say you are not me. Your face is not my face, but I know this aspect of who you are more than okay. what you are. Okay, very good point. Um, so obviously that would be a step above what you're talking about in just self-recognition, self-awareness. Right. I think it would be insanely egotistical for us to say that we are the pinnacle of that awareness. Yeah, I think we've, we've definitely heard that <laughs> argument. And that's kind of why. Well, that's kind of why. I don't know. Almost though, we that's, ask it too. That's where I ask it, but I also say 
the pinnacle. So I just mean it's hard to compare. So no you way. would look at other sorts of, quote, intelligent life and things like that out there. And to be able to say, is does that count? Do, we don't I don't think that's up to us. I don't think we get to say no, that. you're right. Because we get, we're like, OK, life needs oxygen. Yeah. No, does I does it? I does life need agree. oxygen? Does life need? We know it doesn't now. Yeah, yeah. Or to find a species that exists off something totally different, their basis of mm. existence or intelligence, whatever you want to call that, would doesn't be, run off no. oxygen or our atmosphere or. And so that thought process, it. the way that they thought, the way they communicated, the the way they even perceive themselves, others, us as humans, whatever, anything, their experience is inconceivable. We have no idea. Like, we can't okay. pretend to understand that. Yeah. So it's hard obviously. to compare. Okay. So, but with that, with something maybe we couldn't conceive, what then would be something we could share that's relatable? Because that's where we have to get to. If we were able to judge and perceive at a point, these became detectable. These things were there and actually existent. We became, if we were able to then detect, we should be able to share information. How? That's my point. <laughs> They're not going to speak English. I mean, yeah. needless no, to say, of course, like on a very course. <laughs> of course, that's. I my, would say just like, and that's we... where my point hap- That's where my point comes sure. is because we can say language based, okay, as humans understand language. I'm not saying universal language. I'm saying on this planet, relative to our conversation, mm. language. Without our language, we can convey feelings to animals on this planet sure without any words being said that's language we can we can you you, i I have experienced with my dogs myself me looking at them with a happy face and a smile on my face and then wagging my tail and then me frowning at them and furring my eyebrows and giving them just the most piss off and them going (gasps) and laying down and just burying their head between their paws because they recognize the expression of my face change. One means happy, one means mad. My dogs recognize that. So that's, that's language. It's, it's communication. Um, and I think, so I don't know how to reference this. This is going to be like super loose. I don't and either. I, would say, I don't either. That's why I like the conversation. There's a, there's a poem or like a short story, something, and essentially titled like They're Made of Meat. And it's essentially these like galactic entities, whatever you want to say, talking about they just discovered humans and they're having the hardest time coming to terms like, wait, they're made of meat. What do you mean they're made of meat? Like, what do you mean these sentient beings are made of meat? I don't understand how that works. How do they talk? And it's like, oh, well, they have little 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 tubes and they make meat sounds and that's how they convey their ideas and their thoughts and i love that it's i I'm, i know i'm referencing this as like a no, third that's we should look no, that up awesome. at some point um but again it, it says that how incommunicable it, it can be across those bounds to be able to like i don't understand so it's like trying to say think of a new color oh yeah something to that i, I don't know of course I, of course <laughs> or one one thought experiment I've always loved, kind of like you just brought up, think of a new color. Um, think of something that would make you happier than you've ever been. Think of a new thing that would make you happier than the happiest, like... Like an experience? Because I can think of a lot of experiences. I, I mean, okay, well... That I have made you of... happier? Like, like you've... you've instantaneously ex- or like long term? Even instantaneously, like... Like, like, <laughs> like, like, 
I mean, it, you it, you've you've experienced a level of happiness in your life. It's the biggest happiness. Quant- like, can you actually say that you can think of something that's more that'll make you more happy than you've been? Finding love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, I love that. That's awesome. Da- Nothing that's, wrong that's, with that. No, it, no. Yeah, Nothing yeah, wrong with that. No, no, you're right. No, but, not, I, I but I feel like that, that you can quantify, and not to like happiness. I don't know. I feel like that was easy. I could easily. I mean, I've been you, really happy in my life. I mean, but you could think of something that would that you could say without a doubt. You could think of an instance that would absolutely make you happier than you've ever been before. Like I'm laying with my like wife on a beach somewhere, and like just and that would outweigh every other well, happy not that experience. I mean, I could keep adding. No, but no, but of course, of but 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 I mean, I'm not saying like go extravagant. I'm not saying like create some unfathomable experience. I'm saying like you climb, like I could climb Mount Everest, but you don't know but what that's would, gonna make. But you. would me climbing Mount Everest at this moment, right now, training for it and actually doing it, actually make me happier? At, at the end, then the happiest I've already felt right now. There's like, could you actually conceive of something that you could know for certain made you happier than, you, than you've already been right now? I, I don't know. I set goals. I don't know. Maybe you I, set goals? Maybe I'm missing the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, of course. I could fucking be <laughs> well, better. Needless no, to say, like happier. Yeah. Okay. So think of the most enjoyous Ha- like like the thing that has brought you the most happiness that you've experienced yet in your life your wedding day yeah like whatever it is could you think of one thing that you could do right now that would make that would absolutely shatter the instance of what happiness is and make a whole new level so this doesn't, that's my point this doesn't answer that question but i think it's along the veins of what you're trying to convey mm-hmm. um when you when you say like one of the happiest you've ever been and i just like this memory comes to mind it was up in alaska uh me and two friends of mine climbed uh wolverine uh the mountain yes. in the yes. uh anchorage range there um or whatever a different name but the ones that you can see from yes, anchorage wolverine, uh, wolverine yep. yeah um and anyways it wasn't it wasn't peaking that getting to the top of it standing on the peak that wasn't um the greatest part or happiness but i remember when we were coming down and it was in the spring so there was still snow at the top and you're just going down a mountain we started running like and you're just taking almost like 10 15 foot strides at this oh, point yeah. and it's yep. like ankle deep snow and so we're taking these huge strides down this uh mountain and like every once in a while you kind of got caught up and you like rolled for a few i was laughing so hard that just i have these tears streaming down my face as i'm just running down the face of this mountain <laughs> like it wasn't the peak it wasn't like what we yes. were doing along the way it was coming back down and just tripping and rolling rolling down this mountain again just tears streaming right. down the sides of my face because i'm laughing so hard because i'm enjoying this pure unadulterated moment and i think that's <laughs> kind of what you're that's exactly what i didn't saying. know that so, was going to be the best part of that right, day or, right but, but so <laughs> yeah, you think you, you think of an instant like that okay that brings up a whole nother no but my point that's maybe. my exact point sure you okay. think of an instant now like that <laughs> could you sit now here could you sit here and think of something and contemplate something out of your brain that would be happier, like that you would know for sure you experience it would be happier than that. And my point is no. Okay. Every happiest experience is the thing we experience that we don't know we're going to. When we find that that joy, like, like 
I found I would at I, least say something. I have best. found I have found complete joy in playing on stage and playing music. And <laughs> yeah. and that joy came from me sitting there and spending hours and hours and hours and hours practicing and developing this art and this trade in the show and the transitions between and how we look before we walk on and everything that would make the show for the audience perfect in music. And we have developed that and we practiced it. And I have finished it and perfected it to my level of perfection and felt amazing about it. But that was not the happiest moment of my life. Things that I did not expect were going to happen became the happiest moments. And my point is, kind of with pursuing music, and I think we've all represented here, pursuing passions, thinking about the way life unfolds and science and everything like that, we can't predict the happiest points. Right. We there's there's nothing you can do to plan the happiest thing that comes at you. No, definitely. But but, but we, and recognize what Jason had said earlier yeah. about goals, like because uh-huh. goals are just set. You think about the things that are most uh-huh. important or like what drives you and stuff like that. We True. talked about for all of us. It's clearly, a little different. It's music, but it's based in sort of the same thing where you're thinking about like what life would I be the happiest in? What would I be the happiest doing? And mm. for all of us, I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm. This is very much preaching to the choir here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, that for me, that is music. For you guys, obviously, it's being involved in and and a performance based music too. Yeah, we all collectively have probably spent an ungodly amount of money getting to that point where we <laughs> <laughs> like it's obnoxious how expensive it is to pursue this passion. Yep. Yeah. Um. And to do that, the time, the practice, the, the hours and hours that go into this, all the prep, all the thought, like you said, but we're still doing it because we think maybe not the happiest moment, but the happiest life, the, the happiest outcome sure. that you can see from that. And, and there have been moments during that being on stage, like one of like a major show or something like that, connecting to an audience, looking out into the audience and seeing someone sing words that you once just wrote down on right. a piece of paper, like it was watching nothing. them just reach out and, and connect to that, that maybe not the happiest, but one of the most meaningful things I've ever seen. Like that was, Definitely. that was just in my head. That no, was I a agree. thought I had. That was a weird, either like depressed or just like needing to say this. That was just a thing I needed to get out that right. I needed to put out on paper. And that person feels it. And to know that someone out there was like, oh, man, I'm so yeah. glad that they put that there. Or, you know, yeah. maybe that's not exactly the thought they had. They're they now the like, person that, good. well, where you went to, and this has really come full it circle. Reflects, it's yeah. back to where you said your drive comes from. You want to be what you, you know, you want to be what you want to play, what you want to hear. And you want to, you heard that play when you were at your most vulnerable. And now mm-hmm. you're playing something and someone's singing along to your lyrics or something you wrote down. <laughs> and when they're vulnerable, they're, vulnerable, they're they, they like, that person might be at their most vulnerable at that well, exact point in time. Well, and I guess that goes back to, because initially you asked that two part question. The second yeah. half of it was, what do you get out of it? That's what I get out of it is seeing that, seeing that connect, seeing that hit home for someone. Like Fuck really, yeah, Joe. yeah, that, that's, that's not selfless. No. <laughs> that is, that is no. a for me moment that we are both sharing yeah. that we are experiencing it, but that means everything. The only time I feel good is when someone else sings along. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or even like, connects. It's, it's not always, yeah. I mean, having no, a good. No, connects. Connects is the yeah. right word. Uh, sing along was a kind of. 
specifically out. to what yeah we were talking and obviously uh, i've you know being a lyricist and uh we were talking about that a little bit earlier but no just having something so that someone connects that's to. the thing too is jason it, we, me and jason been playing music for six years together uh-huh. seven years together officially as musicians sure. we've been playing for 10 years since high school together yeah yeah um he's been the lyricist the whole time and you're a writer as well yeah so where do you, where do your lyrics come from you because i know where jason's come from sure but um, like do you, so do you pull do you pull like in personal looking out I think sure. personally, it's it's very personal, where it all comes from sort of experience, and I I know the ways in which I can convey it to a shared experience or relatable and things like that. But perfect, I know that you don't get to choose that a lot, uh, which is really cool. And going back to the whole like communication being a receiver, uh, it, it definitely depends on the receiver and what they take from it. Um, just to get like really specific, uh, a divide Please. song that I had written, uh, Echoes Fade, um, and yes. that for me. Yes had a very specific meaning that was about a very specific instance in my life and some of the details some of the like very very narrow or what i thought was almost too specific yeah. uh in that song uh, yeah. a lot of other people related to and for me it was about a long-standing relationship that i was in a romantic relationship uh with this person who i lived with again it just they are in your life they are a huge part of it every day you share your thoughts your dreams oh, yeah. all of this and then suddenly that person yep. isn't there um, and for me, that was what that was about, a romantic relationship. And one of the most meaningful responses or anything to that, uh, someone had commented once we put out a music video, uh, just saying essentially that they had a, a very close personal friend, like a best friend of theirs pass away. And that that song for them, it hadn't been described in that way. They didn't realize some of the certain details. They just, they really connected with it. And that wow. never crossed my mind wow. as what that song could be about or, or the meaning. But, but again, that person felt something in it. They, it, when it, they heard mm-hmm. and when they all came together and that's the, what it was the about. Lyrics with it yeah. Too and... They heard. And I like, I like those intimate details in music or lyrics specifically. I like, because people, man, this whole like shared experience, <laughs> it's all there. People are feeling the same things. And I think music's a great way to remind people that they're not feeling it alone. Yep. Mm. No, that I think everybody, really important. the three of us in this room, everybody listening to this right now has felt at one point um, anonymity. Or we, I don't mean anonymity. I mean um, unanimity. Oh uh, God, my Unif- <laughs> unified. We felt one with yeah. somebody unified. else based on just music alone. I oh, mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, every every single person that I know of, I've, con- you know, I mean, every person I've met ever, I've either have a connection to with music. I mean, with music, like yeah, we we found a connecting point where each of us like the same thing or. Well, I think, too, so much of it, especially with music, and, I, you know, we're very specific there uh, in all this conversation, but fuck it, that's what the podcast is <laughs> right, about. Exactly. Um, but no, hearing that and knowing, again, that you're not you're not necessarily dealing with this alone, that, again, people feel the same things that you do. Um, another random example, Motion City Soundtrack, uh, the band, I don't yeah. know if you... Uh, yeah. But okay. hearing some of those things, I feel like, again, he just took... He like watched my life for like a month and was like, oh man, I could write a song about that. Gotcha. It has nothing to do with my life. It was his own experiences yep. and everything. But some of those like very specific moments, you just know that there is that sense of 
unity or camaraderie, however you want to put that, in yeah. the fact that we're all dealing with this, that we're See, all... Mm. And not not to cut you off. And, no, go for it. You you made a beautiful point right there. My, we're, we're like, you, you saying that literally brought me to is music's only 4,000 years old. Three, three thousand, four thousand. I mean, as far as we know, as far right? as we, that's <laughs> what I want to no, say. To my, you, that's as far my as point. But that's my point. But like, like it, what, what we classify. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you know, we can trace back. We can, recordable music. We can well, trace back 4, the records <laughs> on recordable music. Well, I mean, we we can we can trace back and well, we can find even writing is no. We can find we can find old. Or, you know the way that they figured out chord stuff and an old ancient indian stuff and sumerian I mean, way music. before that if you're but, talking about like the core of it that would be just like drum beats around a fire that's and the, not to make it as primitive as that but, no, but that's saying, kind of where i was going with that is like it's been one of these things who knows how deep the rabbit hole goes a it's shared no, like col- it, not I, even collaborative but a shared it's is i think has been there the whole time yeah at least in a human sense, we don't know as far as past that, and we could go back to our space talk and other probably goes back to storytelling. Yeah, and, I mean, but like, but there 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 was a point between where, I mean, I mean, really, there was a there were there was a point where people just did it all voice, mm-hmm. and then went percussion, and then had instruments, stringed instruments. We know the Chinese. We can we can date when Chinese instruments came in. We can sure. they started having these big long stringed instruments and weird things and wi- and and you know woodwinds and flutes and types of things that progress through what music itself, you know. And not to let my inner drummer show here, but I have to say that I do think percussion was the first. Zildjian Just... was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, of course. Of I course, can make no. a rhythm by doing this a bunch. Rhythm. By hitting things. Rhythm. By, yeah. Rhythm. But, but and that's the core of it. But that's, I mean, I would like to say if, and you alluded to what earlier, um, language-wise, what would be say to other people, it mm-hmm. would have to be rhythm and music. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we talk about ourselves and we kind of went there. Rhythm and music would be what we probably express first. Rhythm and music might be what we would have to show outward first. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pulses and, you know, ons and offs. Yeah. To sort of, I don't yeah, know. Like a binary sort of. Maybe. Yeah. I think just at the core, just thinking about human development and stuff, that makes the most sense to me. But. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is. um. Amazing conversation. This has gone really well. I agree. This has been awesome. This is, and obviously, we I think went, we kept the weird. We kept I, I was the weird. A little weird. Just enough. <laughs> just enough. Well, I was a little worried for a while there that we got away from what you, the, the the no this spirit. Is, we let <laughs> okay. We, good. we really let we let um actual conversation take its course. And, okay. And I mean, really, this is what what it's all about. This is what it's all about. To, this is. True. You know, car- yeah. if if we would have tried to plan anything, it wouldn't have gone as neatly as this did. No, I love that I had no context. Again, hearing that first commercial when we started this was like, oh, what this? Oh, what did I sign up started. for? What? <laughs> <laughs> we oh man, I don't know. But I love that. Yeah. So what? What's Curveball. your new band name now, Joe? The what new are you guys band doing? Yeah. Uh, so the, so far the the name that we're going with is White Knife Study. White knife, study. white knife study, which again we just Be- filmed a music awesome. video for that. Uh, a clue reference. Uh, Very the cool. Game, the Mrs. white knife. Mrs. Oh. White 
with the, the knife, knife in, in the, the study, study is oh sort of the background. <laughs> I have to give an applause to the that. First, that's that's okay. brilliant. Yeah, that's a live sound clip. No, please, please <laughs> give that. that that's but yeah, man. so the first music video kind of like delves into that um, a little bit. And it's little hints to Clue here and there. We have a, a handful of Clue characters and stuff. And obviously, cool. hopefully next time that we're here, uh, you'll be playing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll play you that song. Let's um, do it. And you do and that. Brian do both, it, man. man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that'd and, be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, people, we'll t- you're listen, you're on, you're on Facebook. Are you on Twitter, Instagram? We people uh, follow you. Uh, the band, or you, or oh, the band, because you post yeah. positive shit all the time. So you, <laughs> yeah, yourself you as a person, the band, whatever you want to share, people follow you. No, I, I mean, I try to. I think that's important. Putting positivity in the world. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know me, just Joe Jackson. You can look up. On, yeah. Some some asshole we'll from divides. Portland. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah asshole divides. Guys. That's a good way to find it. No, the new band doesn't have any links yet. Um, okay. okay. We want to wait, obviously, having done the band thing for so long, we're trying to a little bit learn from yeah. everything. Like, of course. Being in the of trenches course. and that's doing it. Our oh, yeah. second go around as well, man. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Joe. Buddy. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll blow it up. We'll blow it up next time around. So yeah, well, we'll come back and do it. But I'm glad we at least yeah. got to talk kind of uh, about the this journey. As the journey. Were, this is exactly. <laughs> all of the stuff, the time, um, talking shop, man. Like time I feel, stuff. I feel like this is kind of a com- for me personally. This is kind of a conversation that I don't know needed to be had, man. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's been a, it's been a many years building and coming and. This yeah, for how many times we've crossed paths, <laughs> living <laughs> in the same city, like, playing in like, the same scene. Like, other than now, I've hugged you more times than we've talked. So <laughs> that's a weird thought, isn't it? I, like, I mean, we could delve into that something deep on human connection and like false sense of interaction. But no, that's I mean, very we, true. You're we, right. Yeah. Me and you have sat there and gone, "Hey, good show, good nice set, playing, good, good set. set. <laughs> it's been great. Right. Hug. Oh, we gotta get a show love, soon. Man. Let's get some time. AK love. And we've played this. And I, I I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to be pedantic, but mm. we, we have played this game. And I feel and it. I call it a game because <laughs> I don't know any other word that describes it better. Yeah. The music business, it's it's a game. and Absolutely. And in trying to be our own thing and have our fan crowd and, and stuff and, and still represent the thing, I, I, I succumbed to kind of the, neg- I don't want to say negative, but it, it wasn't a positive thing for a while. You know what I mean? Like, or necessarily as authentic as, as we both a, know it yes, should have been. That, yeah. that, that's, that's what I mean. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> It, it was a uh, putting trying to move to the next level sure but i now i recognize well not right now but within, <laughs> within the net within the last two years of being here and really losing everything and trying to struggle again and then lose it again and everything that we've gone through <laughs> yeah. i would recognize that that it is um the recognition of that and going Man, we're this. We've come from the same place, and we've kind of done the same thing. And we're realistically, we just want to give people good shit. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I respect you in that. I respect you guys in that. And you know, no, thank you. That's really cool to hear. And hearing a lot of the stuff you guys said about divides, obviously, that is a a chapter stepping away from. But it's still cool to hear that you know there was that sort of connection in some sense or we we felt i felt more connected to the divides 
you know, thing that I could judge myself against than I've ever felt before. Like it was uh, right. a, yeah, like a collective inspiration. And it that's was something, inspiration yeah. and comparison and like a, something that like we would never know how good we were doing if we didn't have something better to look towards or, yeah, or to compare ourselves to at least. Otherwise, yeah. it's just we had no like, well, other like we were so and you guys fresh were the into this thing, like same, you know. But it was kind of same place. I don't know. Moving to the same we place. <laughs> made us go, made us, I don't know. I feel like you guys doing what you did and you were more true to yourselves in putting out the music you did and with your fan base and how you guys did your tours than, than we were ever able to accomplish as Fighting Silence was. Like we had just started approaching that level. We never, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. It was, it was, it was an inspiration and, constant look up man and now you got now you're doing something new and i'm really looking forward to hearing what you and brian and yeah. all you guys well, put out man we're yeah and we're really proud of it we're really excited um about everything there but no back to the main point learning from that just taking that experience what you have been through and trying to then make something better out of it not make the same mistakes maybe spend less money <laughs> doing yeah, so as you're, as you're going, <laughs> going the or, same distance yeah working smarter yeah. not harder and other such cliches that i could throw on top of that but yeah no that's important of course so i hope i hope we can keep talking about that i hope that's something that's that we both benefit from is learning from that experience i think we are man yeah i think this is good and um you know sticking in music and just bringing things to people is something that <laughs> i mean we're we're in the lucky genre man is as even as little as people as know us that we're in the minority of people who are actually trying to do music. Mm -hmm. You look at the majority of the world, less than 5% of the, uh, less than 5% of the world is, is supplying the music the world listens to. Think about that for, and that that's a real, that's a real stat. Yeah. Less than 5% of the humans that exist on this planet supply the music the planet listens to. It's not a surprising fact by yeah. any means. I mean, what's popular is popular and it just kind of just I don't know. I it it goes more than that. There's there's music that is put out in um Saskatchewan or Indonesia or Thailand or Iran mm -hmm. that we never hear and those are still part of that 5% because oh, yeah. the earth is so huge. Yeah. Like it's you know I'm I'm, I'm worldwide five percent yeah I don't know it's 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 a pretty crazy thing to think about but no it's just interesting the things that that really resonate with people because yeah. I think that can be said across the board about whatever passion obviously music for us uh, is invaluable but people have different passions art, and stuff art in any capacity whatever it is following everything. that passion isn't yep. easy. Yep. doing that not to oh we're brave or you know people in the yeah. arts are brave but no it, it takes a certain something to to get it to does. that to decide yeah and no to be able to pass that along to tell people that that is important that no you should you should do the things that you're really passionate about you should yeah. do things that you really feel like you can make a difference or that people need yeah. and if you question it try for it anyway because you never yeah. fucking know what you're going to get out of the <laughs> end of it you never know really? that moment that's going to give you the most happiness. That's that's exactly <laughs> it, dude. Thank you, Joe, yeah. for saying that. And on that, you know what? This has been great. This has been great. Um, and, you know, we'll be back next week bringing another bazooka. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, next Saturday night, my sister Annie Kempa will be on the podcast. Awesome. So, everybody, have a good week. And, yeah, stay Thanks. human. There we go.